Hello, and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc, so Mike Merkel. I'm here. Yeah! Yeah, he is. He's here. He's here. Sure. Look at the fresh-ass haircut. Looking good. Looking mm-hmm. good, Mike. Looking yeah. real spiffy. I didn't get the fresh cut. I know. You're looking good. Hey, look, you know, ladies, he's single, by the way. So yeah. just throwing if you, that out If you there. like a guy who sits in his room and watches preseason football weekend, that's <laughs> that's your guy. I don't think I, I, I don't think you can make it any harder sell than right there. I, I mean, I the, the phone lines are blowing up right now. Yeah, look at all the lights that are flashing. <laughs> Doesn't help I'm not on the side. I know, either, yeah, so I know like, you had the one that had one of them up. <laughs> I love it. We got a loaded show for you guys as always. We've got uh we got some, you know, we're gonna do some quick wrestling notes, then we're gonna do some NCAA talk to the Jim Harbaugh. We're gonna talk about the coaches' preseason polls. Uh, where is the Michigan Wolverines? Where are your Michigan State Spartans ranked on that list? That was disrespectful. Oh, come to on. To one of the two. We don't know which one yet. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You don't know. Let's yeah. be clear. Uh, and then we've got a ton of NFL coverage. We're talking Lions, uh, we're talking their their move that they made uh, at the quarterback position this week. And yeah. I'm going to get Mike's opinion on the athletic QB tier ranking. So lots of stuff to go over. And, of course, we're hitting another NFC division ranking as well, which we're hitting the NFC North this week, Mike. So yeah, I got overruled because I wanted to talk about how much I love the Saints this year. <laughs> <laughs> got to wait till next week. Yeah. Wait till Anthony Barr signs. Then, yeah. And then, we'll, then, and then, then it's all over. Yeah, then we're pushing them yeah, to the moon exactly. when they win six games. Did you see in those joint practices with the Falcons in Miami that they asked Xavier Howard what he thought about the quarterback for Atlanta, and he go, and they're like, "What do you think about Desmond Ritter so far?" And he goes, "I'm sorry, I don't know who that is." And they're like, "Number whatever." He goes, "Who?" Like, "Oh, the quarterback." Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's doing good. <laughs> he didn't even know his name. I went, "How do you not know the guy's name?" Yeah. You know what? I didn't know that Aaron yeah. Rodgers was wearing number eight. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Actually, and he, then I was like, "Oh yeah." I, guess I watched. That makes I watched sense. about 35 seconds of Hard Knocks, and yeah. I saw him walk out, and I said. Number eight. Is yeah. that what number he always was? I'm fascinated. I had a fact check. I'm fascinated by the hard knocks thing because I feel like we're going to get nothing else from Rodgers the whole rest of the show. They're like, here, you get a whole episode dedicated to everyone telling you how good you are mm-hmm. and how you're just Mr. Papa Bear over there. Like, I just love being here so, so much. And now everything else is going to be like about like Sauce Garrett, Gardner. Yeah. Or, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Garrett Wilson or yeah. Robert Sala or the draft or something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be a whole thing. But anyway, lots of stuff coming your way, guys. Let's just jump right in, though, Mike. Let's hop into that squared circle. Um, you know, just a couple of news and notes, right? I think the biggest, I think, noteworthy thing coming out of AEW out of the weekend was we get the announcement that Adam Cole and MJF are going to be on the pre-show mm. for all in. For the no, world title? Not for the world title, oh. Mike. You, you, you slow your damn horses. <laughs> Thank you very much. They're going to be challenging... Uh, what is it? The United Empire, right? Is that what they call themselves, right? Aussie Open. Yeah. Okay. Well, the whole group was called the United. Yeah, Empire, the, right? the, the whole, whole group. Yeah, Osprey's right? yeah, group yeah, is yeah, United. Yeah, Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Never before a the Ring of Honor Tag Titles being defended at an AEW event. I know, crazy. Um, never seen it before. Never seen it before. Never, never happened. Never once. Um, that's on the pre-show. And then later on of the night, so they're pulling double duty, so two paychecks for these guys, apparently. Yeah. MJF, MJF about it. Yeah, MJF is going to take on Adam Cole for the world title in the main event of all. And I feel like I feel like I say it on a weekly basis, maybe the funniest MJF promo. Hilarious. Um, 
I, I love the stuff that they're doing. And, and I, I, I think they definitely pivoted from mm-hmm. their original plan because it got over so much as they did. And we're going to preview all in completely, you know, top to bottom on predictions next week as we kind of get a little bit closer. But I just wanted to get your thoughts, Mike, on the strategy. And, and, I, and I know I'm trying to withhold my judgment a little bit until we see it, right, and mm-hmm. how what they do, right, because I don't, you know. Um, but I just want your thoughts on, you know, on the strategy behind, hey, let's put – the main event, basically, are two main eventers on the show to you know to get people right yeah. to watch, and then a later on in the same night we're gonna go see them. And especially for that live crowd, I feel like that's gonna be a very interesting experience because I feel like that first time those music hits, big pop. Mm-hmm. Second time around, I know you've probably you're gonna have knowing an AW pay per view, it'll be the next day by the time they actually walk out there, um, but. Yeah, you it know. won't feel like that for us. Yeah, true, will, true. Because it'll yeah. be at like one p.m. But yeah. for them, yes. we're going to be able to get lunch and dinner by the end of the show. I feel like so. <laughs> yeah, at least this time, if it goes seven hours, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right, I don't got to stay up till four a.m. Um, but so you've got your main event guys right going out there early on, and then again at the end. Just give me your thoughts on what you think that's going to look like. Um, do you like the move? Are you interested? Do you think it's stupid? Like Eric Bischoff went off, right? And he's like, "This is dumb. I don't know why they're doing this." And I have my reservations as well, but I'm trying to withhold that until I see it in yeah. action. Yeah, I think it could be stupid. Yeah, if nothing happens, yes. like if they just have a match, yeah, they just lose, and they just lose, <laughs> or if they just win. Yeah, and just I think nothing. if they win, I think you have at least that. Okay, so they yeah. they got to be a tag team now, right? Yeah. So like I think if yeah, I I guess, but like I think if nothing, I think it hurts your main event. Yeah, I think if if like, nothing oh. happens, you're just kind of like, huh. I also yeah. don't think this match. In ring, it should be good. I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't think it's going to give very much time. I don't want well, uh, sh- yeah. that. I don't think they're going to put on a forty-minute banger. No, before a main event match, that they're going to go. Our 40 pre-show minutes. is going to have one match. It's going to have Adam Cole and MJF go forty minutes to a time limit draw with Aussie Open, and, uh, and then they're going to get two go- out of three falls, the Death Before Dishonor, or whatever. That's how the stupidest next Ring yeah. of Honor show is. Um, yeah, I think this match is going to go like ten minutes, yeah. and it's going to be the slowest ten minutes ever, just because it's like, hey, they're going to work double duty. Let's not kill one of them before the main event match. Yeah, no shit. So uh, I don't, like. I don't think the match is going to be necessarily very good. Yeah, and unless something drastically happens right. i feel like there's no point now if you get like a turn in there yeah then it's like and it gives i i think generally what would happen is one of the two i'm gonna say one of the two because i'm not i don't I'm not, I, I don't I'm really not know sold on which one it's gonna yeah. be because, a lot of people are like oh adam cole did the hug thing yeah with, like, the, the hug knife, thing and I was like, but mgf is like king of t of right, turns right so either one realistically could turn mm-hmm. and i'd be interested in either one yes but um and I think it's funny because I think the hard money would be on MGF turning, which is why I kind of think Cole's going to turn. I think to Cole's going to have. I, I'm. This is we're kind of bleeding a little bit into predictions here. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by Adam Cole's relationship with Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven. Mm-hmm. That interests me a lot. Yeah. Like for me, like if you're going to take a moment to shock everybody and maybe establish a new faction. That's your new heel faction on yeah. Dynamite. That would be sweet. That would be that's cool. Just, that's me dream booking a little bit, I think. But yeah. also, I do think there's something there yeah, with but, those four guys. But yeah, I think it would be, it's one of those things <clears> where if you're either on the fence or you're someone that normally doesn't buy pay-per-views right. or what right. have you. That you, you just, can't get a bigger hook possible. You can't get a bigger hook than watching this main yeah. event, Cole turning on MJF, holding the t- and then walking out with the AEW title right. and being like, I'll meet you later for right. this. Yeah. And then you go, shit. 
I got to see how yeah. this ends. Right. The, the whole, it's a one night story in so many ways, but it's it's also a three month build, right? Yeah, All exactly. At the same time. So I think <clears throat> I think something like that has to happen for it to make sense. Yeah. I think if they just win, win? or lose, yeah. I, a winning is a little more interesting. Obviously, if they just lose, yeah. I go that was stupid. Why do they lose? If they right. go to a draw, like a thirty minute draw, I'm like yeah. that's stupid. If they win, you can go. So they have to be a tag team. So if someone turns, they're still a tag team, right. which isn't super interesting, but right. it's something, I guess. I feel like, but I, I feel, feel like the yeah. turn is really <laughs> like okay. Now people who I don't weren't going to buy it ending for that. Main, for that no, match. I don't. Either. Yeah, I think something's going to happen one way or the other. Whether there's yeah. an interference, Roddy, or Roddy's probably going to interfere exactly. or something or right. whatever. Um, but I think something relatively big has to happen. Mm-hmm. To, to, get, set up. to set up and yeah. get people to want to buy it last minute if you haven't bought it. And here's the thing, right? Because they've been they've been walking the line this whole time, and, and it's a fascinating build because, yes, MGF is, is a heel, but in this situation he hasn't been, right? Adam Cole, Ben, a super big baby face, come out for the injury. It's hard to do baby versus baby, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to do. Um, you kind of cannibalize your crowd in a lot of ways because you're like, I don't really want to see MGF lose, but I don't want to see Adam Cole lose either. So you're like that rooting interest is difficult, right? So you kind of get that split reaction. In this situation, I think it's almost imperative that you at least somehow designate, hey, in this match, mm-hmm. here's who you're supposed to root for, here's who you're not supposed to root for, right? Yeah. And to get that energy. Whether, you know, like, look, as an Adam Cole guy, heel babyface, I want him to win every single time, right? Yeah. But for And, the, and, for and the, I'm the exact yeah. flip where I right. want MGF to win exactly. QR babyface. Right. So, like, so I feel that, too. They're so entertaining, right? They're, they're, they're so charismatic. They're so good at what they do. So you're, you're a fan of the person mm-hmm. and the performer no matter what the story is. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting, you know, kind of dynamic that yeah. they're walking right now. I'm fascinated to see how, how they how they do it yeah. because it could, it could be somewhere you go, okay, that was actually really cool in, like, mm-hmm. a – a two steps ahead type of move. If it's stupid, though, everyone's going to crucify them for I it. I also think this type of thing isn't going to work. I mean, and we could yeah. be completely wrong. It could be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, like, theoretically your biggest show ever. Yeah. So people are going to buy it or watch it regardless. regardless. I agree Like, with you. I feel like this type of move yeah. would work really well all out yes the next week agreed like if you did like a cm punk thing mm-hmm. where like they did a tag and punk pins him in a pin right. mjf in a tag match right on the pre-show yep. and it sets up a world title match in the main like that would get people to go oh shit we're gonna get right. punk mgf right, right. made like let's t- let's buy yeah. all yeah. out i was I feel planning like, on, i was planning on buying it but now yeah, I, I was just gonna kind of tune in the pre-show see how it looked right. but now we're getting this banger match Right. With no. the, with all the story, let me go buy all out. Agreed. All in, I feel like anyone who's gonna be watching the all in pre show, which wasn't gonna be a lot, so maybe they just wanted the views or something. <laughs> now it's everybody, right? Now now everyone's <laughs> gonna watch it. But I feel like you're not yes. gonna like there's not gonna be a lot of people you're converting no. to watch all in. No. Because if you are gonna watch it, you're, you're, you're gonna, gonna watch, watch it, it right. because there's eighty thousand people in London. Exactly. It's at one o'clock and right. you know it's when, destination viewing for you, right? It's exactly. a Sunday at one before the NFL, you ain't got nothing going on. Yeah. You're watching this show. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be watching the show and like it's 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 you're putting on Young Bucks and FTR and Adam Cole MJ like yeah. And it's, Kenny yeah. Omega's gonna be in a singles or in a six man or whatever right. he's gonna be doing like right. all these Will Ospreay might be on the show, like all these big name guys are gonna to be on the show right. it's like i'm gonna watch it regardless right this probably works better on all out yeah. when i think all out's gonna suffer quite a bit and you're gonna see a pretty drastic yeah unless they do stuff yeah. like this yeah, where right. it's like you entice the crowd enough to to pay for it because yeah. it's gonna be a, like you said before it's a tough task to be like all right 
50 bucks back-to-back weeks, right. you're going to really need something. This would work a lot better yes. to build to all out than yeah. to build to a show that everyone's going to watch regardless. Right, and, and and it's tough, too, because all in, you, you have to assume in all in you're getting a major progression in storylines, right? You're getting the next step in whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> then you have the next week, though, where it's all out, so it's like, okay, are we getting payoffs again, right? It's really hard to kind of do that, right? And they're trying to stagger it out, like, okay, Darby's going to get a TNT title shot at all out. Mm-hmm. Right, like, okay, we've already established that. Okay, he's going to face it, you know, Luchasaurus or Christian, whoever the hell the TNT champion is now. I don't know. Every week. It's Luchasaurus with yeah. Christian right. being it. Yeah. I, I, I dig the, I dig I the whole. I think it's funny. I, we, I think that's yeah. just hilarious to me. Um, yeah, no, I think you're going to mix of yeah. people who are only going to be, like, on all, right. like, the Darby and Luchasaurus, and then you're going to get a lot of, like, Kenny in a six man, right. which leads to a singles match all out. Like right. I think that I think those are the two. Yeah, I mixed can foresee builds. like okay, we're gonna have a we're not gonna have a six man title or a trios title match on all in, but we're gonna have one at all. Oh, out. wow. we're not gonna have a TBS title match on all in, but we're gonna have one at, at all, all out. out. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, but but then like on all in, you're also gonna get stuff that sets up right for all out. So right. at the end of the day, I think it's gonna work out decent fine. Yeah. it'll be fine obviously all in's gonna be way bigger but yeah it's they're gonna i think they're gonna end up making it work and you're gonna come out of both shows and go oh yeah that was a good two weekends worth of wrestling right yeah Either for way. sure um let's flip it over to the wwe side um you know we have the progression of this of the bloodline thing i'm not gonna go i don't really want to get into it we talked it at nauseum about mm-hmm. it last week uh we have a new united states champion though mike mm-hmm. you know if i would have asked you hey who won the match between austin theory and uh, santos escobar for the u.s title on smackdown and i and then you know, you go, uh, Rey Mysterio. I go, I don't understand what you just said mm-hmm. because I don't understand. Um, but Rey Mysterio is your new WWE United States champion. Yay? Question mark. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I don't understand uh-huh. the point of the tournament. It's, a, it's well, <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah, the it's the most wrestling thing ever. Hey, we're gonna have a tournament, and the guy who wins the tournament doesn't get the title shot yeah. because of a storyline injury for the guy yeah. that he beat to get. In I know the, 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 win the, the tournament. The, the funny thing is, like the storyline injury feels a lot more legit now. Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like like Ray was just supposed to win the whole time. Yeah. He goes, oh, he actually got hurt, yeah. so we had to pivot. Oh, but now we're gonna unpivot because he's not hurt anymore. Like. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to sacrifice it making any sense yeah. to be able to pivot. Yeah, to put Ray over again because that's what he needs. It's so confusing to me. I don't I don't really understand. Um, I do want to ask you, though, um, you know, Monday night we come out, right? We have a new challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura looks like he's the next guy mm-hmm. in line. Um, but I want to ask you about this Miz L.A. Night promo. Did you watch that? Were mm-hmm. you able to see it? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of hot takes on it, right? Are we going to finally see L.A. Knight in an actual, like, storyline now? Or yeah. or what? Because, like, I, I felt like that was the first. And it was funny. If you ever want to understand and appreciate why The Miz is held in such high regard, watch that promo. Mm-hmm. Because he got L.A. Knight over, and they never touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I really felt like The Miz really is the most utility guy that they have, where he can do anything they want him to do. And he kills it. Celebrity mm-hmm. stuff, done. You want him to be the biggest heel in the company? He can do it. You want him to, you know, be the guy who just says, you know, that he's the best and loses every single night but doesn't lose credibility? He can do that, too. Like, anything The Miz does now, you just feel like, okay, this is going to be at least solid. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I really dug the promo, and I feel like, once again, we're getting another piece of evidence where L.A. Knight's time is clearly coming. Like, we saw reports now he had the highest selling first, second, and third shirt designs mm-hmm. on, on WWE shop over the last week or so. That's insane. 
the fact that he's beaten out. Even like, let's take Roman out of it. He's beaten out Cena. Cena still does merch up the ass, mm-hmm. right? The fact that he's like the number one guy in merch sales right now and the reactions, I mean, they have a freight train rolling here where it, we're getting to the time where if he can maintain this, you have to think he's got to be in Rumble contention mm-hmm. at this point, assuming they don't give him the U.S. title or whatever, right? Like, it, it very much feels like you have him on Raw, then he's on SmackDown getting an easy win over name a guy from mm-hmm. uh, Hit Row that no one cares about. It just feels like this is like this is really kind of saving their ass a little bit as the storyline is kind of dwindling with the bloodline and you've got the Judgment Day on Raw. It's like, what the hell are we going to do on SmackDown? Oh, we got LA Knight. Oh, thank God, because yeah. otherwise... Yeah, yeah my, my only, like, small worry yeah. is, like... He's he's got to maintain it for like six more months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's my only worry is yeah. crowds. Well, that's why crowds, I'm, I'm, crowds die out pretty quick well, on I'm, people. I'm looking. I'm hoping that means that they're getting him in an actual feud. Yeah, because right? he hasn't done shit actually, like legitimately, since he got to the main roster. He hasn't feuded with anybody. Yeah. I don't think he's had the same match against more than like one person at any point in time. Right, like him and Sheamus had a nice little back and forth, but he hasn't, you know, gone toe to toe word for word, or went, you know, stride for stride in a match against it. Like, it'd be one thing if, like, oh, yeah, he faced, you know, Seth Rollins for the world title six weeks ago and went, you know, 40 minutes. He ain't got any of that. He, you know, all his matches aren't that long, or he's, you know, losing in a stupid fatal five-way. So I'm just fascinated by the build. Um, I'm interested to see kind of where that takes them, um, you know, because I think they need something else to kind of take over as they give the bloodline a bit of a break for a second, you know, mm-hmm. before we pick it back up, you know, right before the next big show. <laughs> okay, right before Survivor Series. Right before Survivor Series. Yeah, and then like, again, right before the Rumble. And then and then the Mania time. And then Mania, and then, okay, let's be done now. <laughs> yeah. We hope. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because this Bloodline thing is like, everyone's like loving it, Yeah, air quotes, yeah. and they're like, it's nice that they're going to take a two-month break. I'm like, is it now? Yeah. Uh, you're okay yeah. just taking a two-month break on it, though? So is it really that intriguing if you're right. okay with it being a two-month break? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just not sure. Well, that U.S. title coming back hard now. It means everything now, right? Ray Mysterio is United States champion. It means everything. everything. And I mean everything. Yeah. All right? So, um, all right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk some NCAA. Uh, we got some news on the Jim Harbaugh front. <laughs> he was suspended for the first four games in an arduous four games that would have been for your yeah. Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, instead of only winning by, like, 75 points a game, now... Yeah, exactly. They were only going to win by, like, 50. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Um, he is no longer suspended for the first four games of the 2023 season. It's kind of been passed on to, like, another committee. They'll decide on it, I think, next year is kind of what the kind of the whole thing is. Um, do you care? Are you happy that he... You know, he's not suspended anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of Michigan fans are, I think, more concerned by not necessarily whether or not they were going to win or lose, but it's like, is this going to derail a potential mm-hmm. national championship run? I didn't really I didn't really sound the alarms as much as others were. I don't think you were in that boat either where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is, like, big news. It is nice to know that you're going to have your head coach, though, on yeah. the sideline for all games. I think the only worry I have is if they push it to next year, your, actual, your schedule next year is actually hard. Yeah. So, like... Uh, like playing yeah. Texas without your head coach, or playing Eastern Mich- or Eastern Central Kentucky, or whatever they're going to be playing, <laughs> is like those same. are two different boats, right? So, right. like, I'd actually just be like, can we just like have a suspension yeah. now so I can we can just get out of the way? Right. They, they're going to start. Here's the thing: they're going to start the season. 12, 11 and no, because they're the best team <laughs> in the Big Ten. And like, what do you like? Right. 
Like, like having Jim Harbaugh there or not yeah. isn't going to change that they're just going to run a halfback dive and beat the shit out of people. Because <laughs> that's what all they do. What do you mean? Like, I, I, yeah, that's, I just, what do you, what do you, yeah. what are they going to do? Right, you know? for sure. That's what, the, that's what their game plan is going to be is Blake Horn, Blake Horn, Blake Horn. Oh, dump off to Loveland? Cool. Blake no. Horn, Blake Horn, Blake Horn. Donovan Edwards. Now Donovan Edwards yeah. gets in. I think Donovan Edwards is going to eat a lot of carries, actually, this year. Cause yeah, I think they're going to split, like, I, all, yeah, I, like, I think two back sets. You have no idea who it goes to each play. Yeah, I think him and, ha- I think it's like Corum and Haskins, where you just, hey, you yeah, got two good guys, right? I think I think Donovan Edwards is going to be on the third downs pretty much exclusively sure. for the whole time, and I think they split. I don't think. I think Donovan Edwards is going to play, like, the slot role a little bit, yeah, too, where, right. like, Gibbs is going to play for the Lions, where it's, like, just run some nice mm-hmm. short drag route. And Donovan Edwards has a really high ceiling. He's going to be an NFL, like a legit NFL player, because yeah. he can catch the ball. Yeah, he's, that's, yeah Blake Corbin's not bad at catching. No, yeah, he no, can, absolutely. And not. when you get him in open field, it's yeah. scary because no. he's so small. I think Donovan fast, Edwards but. can run legit routes. Like he is yeah. Jameer Gibbs from Michigan in a lot of ways. Yeah, like that's really what he is. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, and then here's the thing: we were talking about how you know running backs are staying in college. It'd be really nice if he stayed for like two more years. No shit. Yeah, exactly. So. JJ, you want to say? T- oh, he's gone. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback play. Uh, listen, there's a lot of teams. Quarterback play isn't as important when you have the team around you. So I'll say it's true. It's true. But yeah, um, it's good regarding the yeah four game suspension. I didn't matter if it was this year. I think. I mean, your first three games are against cupcakes. Cupcakes, and then yep. you play Rutgers, and they're all right. at home. So like, right. yeah. If you lost to any of those, you don't deserve to make the playoff, and you don't deserve anything anyway. So right. Exactly. Yeah, a thousand percent. No, for sure. Um, let's talk about this coach's a uh, preseason poll, though, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of your Michigan Wolverines, mm. um, we finally got the coach's preseason poll out. I think AP's. I think in like a couple weeks. I think right because they they released like right before the yeah, season. This is like starts. a week before. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll probably hit on that again. But um, you know, I think we should get it out of the way now. Michigan State Spartans are ranked. 304. They're not on the top 25. They're not on the top 25. Did they receive any votes at all? Um, no. No. Wait, okay. Really? I want to talk about no. the Spartans for a second. Okay. Is, is this a year where if you're a Michigan State fan that you're looking at Mel Tucker and going, all right, look, you got some more guys out of the transfer portal. You got a new quarterback, which is tough, right? But, like, now is a year where your defense needs to hold a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And you need to show that your guys can play and that, like, there needs to be some drastic improvement. Yeah. Do I think they're going to win four games this year? No. They're going to win more than four games. But what is the level yeah. where if you were a Michigan State fan, you would say this year was a success? Well, here's the thing. So their number is five and a half. Right. Right, right, right. So, yeah. so are they going to hit that over? I think I you should hit the over. I'll say they should. I mean, their first so, the, four games, I think, are pretty simple besides Washington, right? Um, yeah, Washington and Maryland. No, oh, okay. Yeah, Maryland. Maryland, Maryland can be annoying. Yeah, for sure. They always hang around. Yeah. So the hard part about Michigan State. Yeah. Is, um, I think you have four games. Apparently, them against Michigan's a toss up. If you listen to certain radio stations. Yeah. I mean, I will say playing a night game in East Lansing is it's not going to be necessarily easy. It's tough. And you know, Michigan will just kick a lot of field goals in the first half to keep it close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Michigan's better, obviously. Right. Um. But so they have four games: home against Washington, home against Michigan, at Ohio State, home against Penn State. Those four, right? I think you're lucky to win one of those. Yeah, I agree. 
if Penn Pat, State, you know, you're in Ford Field. You're not even at home. Yeah, you're not even at home, but yeah. it's technically counted yeah, as yeah, a home yeah, game because yeah. it's in Michigan still. Right. Um, but you're at Ford Field. Yeah. So those four games are more likely than not losses. Yeah, I would say that. But one of them you might like Washington. I feel like you should. You could be Washington. probably you at could home surprise, at night. I think you could surprise Penn State. Always chokes it away at some point. Yeah. Considering three of those four games are all four of those games are night games. By the way, that's wild. Yeah. That Penn State's at seven thirty. Ohio State's at seven. Ohio State, they're they're gonna get absolutely massacred. <laughs> at 7:30. Oh my god! In Ohio State on a night game, that's not they're good. gonna get massacred. That's not good. Um, Michigan, yeah, Michigan's a night game, and it's Washington's trap game at for six Michigan, o'clock for sure. Yeah. Uh, so then their other Big Ten game. So I'm taking out Central yeah, yeah. and Richmond because I think those should, are wins. If, if you don't beat Central or Richmond, something's wrong. So I'm gonna take those as wins. The other Big Ten games you have is you're home against Maryland, you're at Iowa. You're at Rutgers, you're at Minnesota, you're home against Nebraska, and you're at Indiana. Yeah. So you probably have to win three, if not four of those. Yeah, right. I think at Iowa is a tough task. Yeah. I think at Minnesota could be a tough task. Yep. So it would be interesting. I think Maryland's going to be tough, right? Talia's coming back. Um, You know, they pushed Ohio State last year quite Mm -hmm. a bit. Iowa's always going to have a good defense. They have better quarterback play than they've had in years, right? I yeah, know people Cade, people yeah. want to write off Cade, but he did take us to the yeah. damn. He beat Ohio State, so you can't. Yeah, Cade like, you know, and he's got Eric, Eric all the time. So. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it, I'm just fascinated by what the expectations are for the Spartans. You know, we see the Ve- we talked about the Vegas over under when it first came out, and I went, okay, if you're not betting the over, I don't know. Like, you're just being a dick at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. really legitimately look at it. You have two games right off the top. Okay, they only got to win four more yeah. the whole rest of the year. Yeah, like, I look at it as if it, doing a quick 12-game stretch here. Yeah. So, Central and Richmond, we'd have wins. So, yeah. they start off 2-0. and Right. Washington, we'll go, I'll go worst-case scenario. Washington's yeah. probably a loss. Yeah, the Heat, Penix, Penix dotted their yeah. lives out last year. Uh, home against Maryland. I'll sit, let's just say that's a win. Say let's it's say it's a win. win. Three yep. and one yep. at Iowa. That's probably a loss. At Iowa's tough. Yeah, three and two. Um, at Rutgers, that's a win. That's I'm gonna give him. Yeah, I'm so gonna give him a win. Four and two. Yep. Uh, home against Michigan. That's a loss. That should be a loss of four and three. At Minnesota. Ugh, that's not. I don't love that. Let's just say optimistically. A win. A win. Let's so just say it's three. a win. Yep. All right. Uh, home against Nebraska should be six and three. Yeah, they should win that game. At Ohio State would be. That's six a and massive four. loss. At Indiana, that's a win. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that's a win. I'm gonna say it's a win. That's a game where you should go in. Indiana's not good. They don't have anything going for them. Beat their ass. Yeah. And then home against Penn State. If you want to say lost to the big four games that they play, so that's seven and five. Yeah, that's not bad. With a couple, with a couple toss ups in like Maryland and Minnesota in there. I think if they got to seven or eight wins, I think you could you could clear away and say okay, yeah, next year right is a year where okay we think we can compete. You know what I mean? Like that's where I think you need to be at right now. Yeah, you're not I, you're not going to Indy this year. You're not competing for a Big Ten championship. Um, you're just trying to figure out what the hell you have in the guys that Mel Tucker has recruited. Because now we're in year three, right? Year three, four. Uh, I take four, out right? the COVID year three. Yeah. Okay. So take out the COVID year. So you're in year three. Yeah. You have one abnormally great season, right? Which and one expected. abnormally bad season, right? So regression back to the mean. You should, should you be in the should, middle. You should be six seven, right? And I so, think that's where you will be. And I think that's where you need to find out if you can get to eight wins this year. Massive win. I think if the here's the thing: if they got to eight yeah. and beat one of the core four, right? I'd say yeah. it's a successful Pull, yeah, season, right? A thousand percent. If they got to eight, 
but won every game they were supposed to win, but lost to the big four. Yeah. I would say that's probably a success, but, but not nearly as, but not as nice. Yeah. Right. And if they were like six or seven, even, yeah. and you lost to like the Iowa's and mm-hmm. the, and those, I would say it's still good, but could have seen a lot better. Right. And if you're anything under that, it's unsuccessful. Right. It's kind of how I look at it. How and I think it's very like black and white. Yeah. Like uh, it's, yeah. there's not a lot of variance in it. No, I think you need to be, I think you need to have a couple games over 500 for sure. Yes. I think you need to beat all the big 10 teams. Like if you, if you come out of this year and you say, Hey, look, we lost to Washington, Michigan, and Ohio state and beat Penn state. Right. We lost those three teams. Yeah. I think every Michigan state, I know, understand Well, we didn't beat Michigan, whatever. I would, if you're a Michigan State fan, you would have to consider that a massive step forward yeah. in the right direction. And then next year, you're looking to say, "Hey, we now have an opportunity to go play Michigan tough and on the road. We can beat Ohio. We we think we can maybe beat Ohio State when uh-huh. they come to our house, yeah. right? We can handle Penn State. That's the kind of stuff you're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. Is like if you're taking care of everybody else in the Big Ten." And now it's just okay. We got to figure out a way to get to the Ohio State and the Michigan level. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. I think it's a fair assessment of where, in the best case scenario, where they could be. Yeah. Um. You know, I know the Michigan game is going to be tough. I still think Michigan pulls away in that game at the end, right? I know they played them. Yeah. Tough and, uh, I was just saying the same thing with last year, where yeah. I think like the first half yeah. was competitive and Michigan right. was kicking field goals. I think Michigan ends up pulling away. Yeah. But I think it'll be a look, frustrating game when you're looking at a. Let's see, the spread is. Minus nineteen for Michigan. No way. Yeah, you're taking Michigan. State yeah, you take day. Michigan State no plus way. the points because of how close it usually is. Listen, I don't care if Michigan wins every game until they play Ohio or until they play Michigan State. A thousand to nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm still betting Michigan State on that spread. You can't. Yeah. They're at Michigan State. At I understand. Yeah. And listen, and we're gonna talk about Michigan in a second. But come on. Yeah. Like that's not. It's a rivalry game. Like yeah. you can't, you can't do that. But no, I, that's what I mean. So yeah, that's why I sure. think a lot of money is going to go on that Michigan State. Absolutely, I don't, I, like, yeah. I don't think it's to cover like, nineteen. To cover nineteen. Don't lose by three touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine that's a tall task. But who the hell knows? Yeah. All right. I mean, Washington's even favored by eleven and a half. That's a pretty crazy stat. The at problem is that you're yeah. looking at it, you go, man, they really beat the shit out of them last year. Yeah. But I just, but I'm assuming they're going to be. Better. It's at night in Washington. This one's at, at night, night in at Michigan home. State. It's like. I don't think they're going to lose by four touchdowns like they did last year no. in a home game in right. your own environment. Exactly. But, I mean, they could. I guess we'll see week three. I agree. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about it, though, Mike. So do you want to go – do you want to just hurry up and skim through yeah. everybody until we well, get do you to wanna, the top do you, five? I was going to say, do you want to do like 25 to, to top? Do you want to go reverse order? Do you want yeah, to yeah. One yeah, yeah, twenty five to top. Okay. Yeah, just but we don't need to talk about ever. Like I just want to get. Right, everybody I'll, I'll go list. groups of five, okay. or six, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just, and out. if anything sticks out to you, just let me know. If sure. not, we'll just keep going. All right. So uh, the the four, I'll, I'll give you just missing the cut teams. Okay. So these teams got the most amount of votes, but just missed the cut. Okay. Uh, Iowa, South Carolina, Florida, UTSA, and Pittsburgh. Such a weird eclectic mix of people but sure yeah. so they 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 are at 169 and below in points so they just missed the cut of the top 25 okay all right starting at 25 going up to 20 25 we have Texas A&M 24 we have Texas Tech 23 we have Tulane 22 we have Ole Miss 21 we have Wisconsin and 20 we have North Carolina Drake may baby let's yeah, ride Drake may <laughs> yeah for sure um thoughts on Tulane being that low but they're also Tulane, so it's like, where do you The hard them? part about Tulane is, like, they were really good, but it's one of those, how many people did you bring back? Yep. And 
I didn't hear their name draft anybody drafted at all. So. I don't I don't remember anybody, uh, so they might have brought a lot of people yeah, back. Maybe. So maybe. Um but yeah, Tulane probably will start there, but if they have a good season, I mean jump up. Sure, why not? Good. All right, nineteen we have Oklahoma. 18, we have Oklahoma – or, sorry. 19, we have Oklahoma. 18, we have Oregon State. There you go. 17, we have Kansas State. 16, we have TCU. And 15, we have Oregon. One of these is not like the other. I can't imagine TCU is that good again. No. You lose your quarterback. You quarterback, lose your best, best wide receiver. receiver you a lose, couple defensive yeah, guys. Yeah, you lost your defensive backfield as well. That's tough. That's a really tough one yeah. for me. That one, I think they're going to they, – their first game here – oh, yeah, they play home against Colorado – that's a fun one. I might watch that game. Yeah, it's the, a new, the it's Deion a, it's, Sanders it's a experience. New game on, on that Saturday. I think they're going to be in Colorado. No, they're in. TC. I mean, in, I mean in TC. I think the Big Ten or the Big Saturday football Saturday what, what, kickoff. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like yeah. the whole spiel. Um, I think they're going to be in there. That game, Deion Sanders making his debut at Colorado. That's a hell of a game to watch. That's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, fifth or uh, yeah, fifteen. We have Oregon. Uh, 14, we have Utah. But Bo Nix is so good. At home. <laughs> Not on the road. Oregon's got all their games at home this year. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oregon's starting off that season. It's Portland State, Texas Tech, and Hawaii. Woo! So, Woo. nice three. Texas Tech start. is ranked. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. They don't have Mahomes anymore. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury back? No. <laughs> 14 is Utah. 13 is Notre Dame. 12 wow. is Texas. 11 is Washington. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough That's a tough draw. I think they like – here's the thing. I think a lot of these rankings coming out of it, I think, is based off their quarterback, right? Like mm-hmm. Penix is – I want someone to name me another player on Washington's team outside of Michael Penix. I'll yeah. wait. Yeah. Um, I think Utah, maybe just because you lose Kincaid and that's, that's like your whole offense. I don't know. I feel like Utah's getting a little disrespected. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't think Notre Dame is yeah. very good, so I don't. I don't think they should ever be ranked anymore. They, they, they their quarterback transferred out too. I just think it's a shit. Yeah. shit well, they show. just got. Uh, did they have a guy transfer in? I'm sure they did. They're Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, Sam Hartman. Yeah, yeah, sure. he, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. He, I think he, he number was, three team in the country. Yeah, look how that went. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. top ten here. Okay, so number ten, we have the Tennessee Volunteers. Sure, sure. Hey, listen. Uh, Joe Milton's going to win the Heisman. Joe Milton can throw 90 yards on his knees. I don't know if you heard. Exactly. Air so, yards. Right. Not the negative three yards that go for 80. They're actually air yards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number nine, uh, we got the Clemson University oh. without DJ Ungudele. Nope. He's on the number 19 Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, instead, they had uh, Kay Klubnik. The famous, the famous. Actually, ah. he's like he's like low key. He was is he good. really? Yeah. yeah. He actually he put up like four touchdowns in the in the. Uh, uh, Idaho bowl, Potato their Bowl. bowl game. Yeah, the yeah. Idaho Potato Bowl, whatever they were yeah, in. whatever they were in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go Tigers. He'll, he'll, he'll be the guy bandwagon, actually. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, number eight, we got FSU, Florida State University. Yeah, they've been on the rise. It's like, low-key under the radar for, like, the last 10 years after after Winston left, and they fell apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have we'll, – we'll get to their banger game, but that yeah. they have a they have a must-watch banger game in their first game. Yeah. Uh, seven, we have uh, Penn State. Three, t- sure. Three Big Ten teams are going to make the top seven here. So four future. Oh, Big- one of them. Yeah, four future Big Ten teams are going to make the top seven here. Because number six, we got USC. Ooh. And Caleb Williams. Yep, the number one pick of the twenty twenty four draft. Assuming yeah. he doesn't. Get assuming hurt. Drake Bay is 
can't only rival. mortal and can't lift North Carolina to a uh-huh. ACC championship. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget. Mac Brown's like strong toss. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Number five, not five here. Number five, we got LSU. And yeah. the big Sunday night game on that first weekend for college football, yep. LSU at Florida State. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. That's a that's a one of those where like you're excited what, as a fan, but you're also like, man, this is going to either make our season awesome or our season's over. Yeah, awesome, literally in great. the first game of yeah, the season. This is great. This is cool. This is. Let's a, hope Alabama loses yeah, now. <laughs> this is a remake of Oregon Georgia from last year when yes. everyone went in and was like, one of these team seasons already over, yeah. and it was Oregon so fast <laughs> when they lost by forty. But Bo Nix. Bo Nix, Mike. Five letters, two names. Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Could be a first round pick per NFL scouts. Yeah, the top that four. Have never here. watched Oregon football. <laughs> <laughs> the top four here. Uh, two Big Ten teams. Oh, two shit. SEC teams. Yeah, Michigan State's all the way up here. Huh? Ah, that's crazy. Number four, we have the Ohio State University. Okay. Yeah. New, new quarterback. That's gonna be tough. Yep. Number three, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ooh, Alabama number three. Yeah. They're losing a lot of guys. Number two, we have not the Michigan Wolverines because they don't do the thing. Yeah, yeah, no. That's the one douchey thing Michigan doesn't do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, the, the back to back defending champion, yeah. Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Listen, and that's where you sh- – I think it's where everyone's talking about Michigan, right? This is the most talented team Jim Harbaugh's ever had. You're the best quarterback in the conference going in. He's got experience. He's got play time. Um, you know, it's really on Michigan to get it done. There's really no excuses at this point. Get to that championship game, full send it, go win a national title, and then we never have to talk about this ever again. And we have another 20 years of just being like, hey, remember that year in 2023? Mm-hmm. Win the national championship? That was awesome. That was awesome, But man. we do this show, so no Michigan team is ever destined to win jack shit as long as the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast exists. Yeah. So if you want to blame anybody, blame us, because mm-hmm. clearly that's what it is. Good Lord. Yeah, maybe it's just me picking them every time, then they lose. And, and every I, Listen, I haven't picked them every time, and they still lose, so yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um... All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's go to the NFL. We got some Lions to talk about. Training camp in full effect. Uh, Lions get their first preseason win, so clearly they're going undefeated this year. Um, yeah, I heard that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lions get the win 21-16 over the Giants. Um, but the big news, I think, more than anything else, I don't want to talk about the preseason game. Nobody gives a shit. Um, but I do want to talk about the newest Detroit Lion, Mr. Theodore James Bridgewater, I don't know his middle name, but we're just going to go with it. Teddy Bridgewater is officially a Detroit Lion on a one-year deal worth $5 million, I think. Uh, I think they've... What's his middle name? Theodore Edmund. Damn it. That's close. Close. Edmund. I didn't even know Theodore was his first name. I just assumed Teddy. I just just thought it was Teddy. Just Teddy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? I like Teddy. Um, Anyway, Teddy Bridgewater officially a Detroit Lion on a one-year deal to come in to be the backup. Um, Mike... I know it's it's one of those cliches in sports, right? Who's the relief pitcher in baseball? Who's the backup goalie? Or who's the starting goalie? And who's the backup quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Like, those are the things that people are always like, that could be better at all times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we saw it with Stafford. Oh, Sean Hill, greatest player. Oh, why don't we give Kellen Moore a chance to be the player? I mean, he's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um at the end of the day, though, I, I, I don't think this is the highest bar possible to clear. I think it's probably the lowest. Teddy Bridgewater is the best backup quarterback the Lions have ever had. Mm-hmm. And it, he's never he's I don't he's never put out a Detroit Lions helmet, and it's already like probably like factual to me. Uh, how big of a signing is this for you, though? Because for me, it very much felt like this was the last 
big piece of the puzzle they needed to fit, mm-hmm. right? Like you went and signed all these corners and safeties and all that jargon, right? Your draft looks nice. Um, you know, everyone looks like we're going in relatively healthy, all that jazz. This felt like the one thing where you're like, man, they're really going to go into the year with Nate Sudfeld as their backup quarterback. Just does not seem the safest of moves, right? It very much feels like you're pinning a lot of hopes on the health of just Jared Goff on his own. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got Bridgewater here, well, I, do, I don't think it's great news if Goff gets hurt. I feel at least a little more confident that Bridgewater can step in and be an NFL starting quarterback for a few games, bar, mm-hmm. you know, assuming that happens. Um, thoughts on the Bridgewater signing? Do you care? Are you excited? Do you think it's the second coming? Are we going to the Super Bowl? How many championships are we winning? You tell me. Um. Yeah, no, I thought it was a good signing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can't stand Nate Sudfield to save my life. Oh, so it's terrible. Like literally, I terrible. like when I say literally anyone else. Yeah. I would have taken anybody else. Think about the last three backup quarterbacks they've had here: Nate Sudfeld, Tim Boyle, who keeps getting jobs. Don't understand. I want to be best friends with Aaron Rodgers just so I can keep getting backup quarterback jobs. Uh, and David Blau, they're not good. Yeah, I'd take David Blau out of all of them. Yeah. Clearly not, because nobody else wants his ass. But yeah. anyway, but you're right though, right? At least, but it's just it's not good at mm-hmm. the end of the day, right? And this felt like a move where you went, okay, this is a move that teams make where you go, hey, look, we think we have a little something, something here, mm-hmm. and we are not going to allow a complete derailment of our season just in case our starter goes out for a game. And I think this is a great move by them. Once again, team friendly deal. They didn't have to give them $10 million. They've been, it feels like very much a flirting type of situation for the last several months. We heard about them bringing him in, talking to him after the draft. So clearly um, there's been interest for a long time. Dan Campbell, a big fan of him. And then with the couple that with Nate Sudfeld's performance, um, and I'm sure he'll have another couple opportunities over the next couple of days, you know, Jacksonville's coming in for joint practices. Um, it just feels like, man, Bridgewater signing here, whew, like nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, other standouts from camp, you know, that I kind of want to bring up, right. Brian branch looking like a dog. Um, it looks like Tracy Walker is going to be kind of the odd man out in this situation, which I which I think is kind of wild, you know, going through it where you got Cam Sutton, you got C.J. Gardner Johnson, you've got Kirby Joseph, you've got Brian Branch, you got Jerry Jacobs slash Emmanuel Mosley when he's back fully 100%, um, and Tracy Walker running with the twos right now. I thought that was a pretty interesting development, and I think it's strictly based on the fact that you can't keep Brian Branch off the field. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it's that simple where he can play the nickel, he can play safety. Tracy Walker struggle, struggles in man coverage. I guess I know who we're putting out there. Um, thoughts on this revamped secondary for the Lions so far from what you maybe you saw. I know we didn't see any starters, you know, mm-hmm. outside of Brian Branch really um, in the preseason game. But thoughts you've heard from camp, anything like that, uh, level of concern you have for the secondary going into the you know first couple weeks because you're facing two really good offenses back-to-back weeks, you know, Kansas City and Seattle. So mm-hmm. it's trial by fire for sure. It is trial by fire. Um, yeah, I'm still not sold on the secondary. Um, yeah. Every The annoying part about training camps is yeah. like one day it's like, oh, Daniel Jones can't throw the ball to save his life. Yeah. And the next day he goes like oh, he's 11 for 14 and yeah. three touchdowns. Right. So I, uh, I, I, I just have to see it to believe it. Yeah. The hard part about evaluating this defense is what you said about their first two games yeah. is they're going to get torched no matter what. Yeah. So it's one of those like – Can they just not get torched enough? Yeah, <laughs> like can they just survive enough? Because Kansas City and with Seattle's offensive weapons, maybe not even necessarily Geno Smith, but yeah. just the weapons they have out there, right. they're getting torched 
Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. So a good receiving core. They're, yeah, they're like Kansas City doesn't have a good receiving core, and they have Mahomes and, and the other Kelsey. one and Travis Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. Let's not forget. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. And uh, Seattle just has three dogs at receiver, but you know quarterback's fine. Yeah. So. It's one of those things where they're just going to get killed in the first two games, so it's really going to be hard to sit there and go, yeah, I think this defensive back is really good when they're giving up 500 yards to the best quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how these first couple games go. Like I said, I'm just intrigued by the fact that, you know, we've got rookies already stepping up and playing big minutes or mm-hmm. big play or big time, whatever the hell you want to call it. But, um, you know, you've got Jack Campbell in that competition for starting spot next to Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes looking good. All of a sudden, now you have depth at linebacker, which I can't believe I'm saying on mm-hmm. this program right now with, with Malcolm Rodriguez coming off the bench. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge. That's big time. Um, defensive line-wise, you have so many pass rushers right now. It's kind of ridiculous when you really look at it. You know, you've got Hutch, who's having a great camp. You've got Pascal coming on. Le'Veon's Enrique's making plays. Romeo Aquara, Julian Aquara, James Houston. And those are guys that are on the roster bubble, those last three guys that mm-hmm. I just mentioned, right? You know, you've got um, John Kaminsky there. You've got Broderick Martin, who's who's looking like a, a run stuffer. Lee McNeil looks thin and, and, is, and is powerful. There's just a lot of positivity going on right now mm-hmm. at Allen Park, and it's a little worrisome because if they start out one and one or zero oh and two, people are going to lose their freaking minds. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, right, Jameer Gibbs looking like a stud as always. Um, you know, there's not really much to say about golf stuff. Khalif Raymond getting an extension mm-hmm. recently, by the way, well, good for him. Um, Want to talk a little Jamison Williams though? I know it's a topic of conversation. Um, had a very up and down game in the preseason game, dropped a touchdown, um, then makes a really nice one handed grab for a two point conversion. After that, just, I think he's more victim of Nate Sudfeld can't throw balls. Yes. Um, but we've seen some inconsistencies at camp too, with some drop passes. Um, you know, for you, what would you label as a Jamison Williams successful season? Like this is going to be kind of like his rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he, he didn't really, you know, coming off the injury. Comes back after week six. What would you consider a successful season? He's going to play. You know he's going to get a lot of snaps. It's, you know, he has to, right? They've got so much invested in him. And I do think we have seen moments where you go, man, if just, if he gets into space, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the fastest guy on the field. There's just no arguing that, right? Even in that preseason game, which we were both very fortunate to be at, you know, um, you saw bracket coverage on him every single play because they know all he's got to do is run straight mm-hmm. and he's going to get open. So I got to put a safety deep yeah. back there. Um, what are you looking for out of JMO, both in these next two preseason games where he's going to play a lot of snaps? And I get the Lions a lot of credit, played three quarters against uh, the Giants. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to get him a lot of work, trying to get him a lot of confidence. And then when he comes back from suspension, what do you think, you know, what's a good barometer for you before to allow people to go to breathe a little bit? And not yeah. freak out so much that you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily have a stat line. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I just want to hear his name. Yeah, a good amount of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like whether it's him catching and mm-hmm. having like good statistical games, like having yeah, yeah. seven, eight catch games right. and a touchdown or two or whatever, mm-hmm. or just hey, do you see how he took away three defenders right. to get Amonra wide open in the right. middle of the field? Right. Like either one of those, mm-hmm. just being a difference maker is all I need to see from him. Yep. 
whether he has the ball in his hands or not right. is what I want to see. Because that's, he's he's the type of player, kind of like how Tyreek Hill was, yeah. where he's not necessarily the go-to guy. No. It's more of the Amon-Ra is like the yeah. go-to guy. Yeah, but he's the splash but play. But he's the splash play, and he's because you have to double him because of the speed, yeah. he opens up a lot more for the offense. Absolutely. So... I don't expect him to necessarily have like, oh, he's going to have 90 catches for a thousand yards. Like, I think those expectation number wise are kind of crazy. I do think though, that it's one of those things where if someone's just like single covering him and they can cover him, that's a problem. Right. Like he, he needs to, if he's not attracting like Calvin Johnson level, like double or even like, well, just having a safety understanding. Hey, look, we got to have somebody over top. He's going to burn. Cause he's going to burn us. Like just having that ability to open up around the middle of the field or, or what have you. I think that's more of, and here's what's crazy, right? We talk about this. We, you know, he, he struggled right at times last year, but he was also coming back off injury. He didn't have a camp to to prepare and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, I mean, you look at it, he touched the ball three times last year, and one of them was a called back touchdown against Green Bay. He has that breakaway touchdown against Minnesota, and he had that reverse wide receiver jet that went for like 35 yards. Mm-hmm. Every time this guy has touched the ball, it's been a big play, yeah. right? So you see that. You see the flash, and you're like, good God, how do we get this guy the ball? It very much felt like Sudfeld was forcing it to him at times, where it yes. was like, yeah, I'm just going to chuck it, and I'm like, this is not the recipe here. He's not going to be that big jump ball receiver. It's no. just now he's going to beat you with speed. He's going to beat you with speed. And to Dan Campbell's credit, right, he's like, look, I got to see him run better routes, right? And he saw that. He said out of that preseason game, he's like, look, full of energy. The routes were cleaner. The routes were better. The Giants clearly took notice of him because ne- at no point did he have single coverage during that game. Not at any time mm-hmm. outside of the one crossing route where he yeah, dropped the, 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 the interesting thing, too, is yeah. when you're playing, like, the backups and you have the one starter in there, yeah. it's like, okay, that's the one guy we have to worry about. Yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like. Like, I'm just interested in that's how teams are going to play him right. when you have the full allotment of yeah. starters in there. Because yeah. it's like, okay, you have Kote or whatever the right. guy's name, Coda or whatever yeah. his name on Chase the other Coda, side. Yeah. Chase Coda. Yeah. And then you have, you know, this other guy on the other, or you have like drum, um, Drummond. Darren Drummond or whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, then we have Jameson. It's like, well, one of these guys is going to make the team. The other ones aren't. So how about we triple team the one guy who's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's no like kidding. one of those where it's, right. you know. Like, yeah, I want to see. I'm, I'm interested to see if in real time, yeah. if if teams are going to be more worried about Jamison or mm-hmm. if they're going to have to worry more about Amon Ra or yeah. Sam Laporta or mm-hmm. something. By the way, Sam Laporta drops pass, got upset. Yeah, I was I was upset, too. And what's just funny is that, you know, you look you've been listening to training camp. It's like, yeah, that was an uh, that was a um, out of character play for him. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Of course it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, like, I was like you can't on. tell me he goes 12 for 12 in catches in training camp, mm-hmm. and then it goes like 0 for 2 in the game and go. Yeah, great. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they look. I'm, I'm so happy that they're doing this joint practice with Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a better team. They're kind of, I feel like, in lockstep with where the Lions are mm-hmm. from the rebuild perspective. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming to town, going to test that secondary quite a bit. Good receiving core. Um, you know, Lions will have a good chance to put up some, you know, to put up, you know, last time these guys played, obviously, right. It's kind of a ass whipping, but you know, going into year two for the, for the Jags year three for the Lions, I'm really interested to see kind of the reports coming out of camp mm-hmm. for that. So that'll be fun. Are you ready for it, Mike? I'm ready for the main event. Are we ready to do this? Do we have another topic we're going to do? I don't think so. Do we have anything? College football? Uh, we were going to do that Teddy? tier thing, right? 
Oh, shoot, we are. That's right. Thank you for bringing that up because I was so excited to talk about how the Lions are the best team in the NFC North, and I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let us, let's talk about that. No, we, we should do this. Quarterback tiers. You're right. You're right. Yep. So the Athletic came out. Uh, this is a couple weeks ago now, but I wanted to talk about it. I want to have some time to digest it because... It you know I, I read slow, but um what, so they come out with a uh, a tiered list of all the NFL quarterbacks. Rookies are not included on this list for obvious reasons. Um, but I wanted to kind of get our resident QB, Mr. Mike Merkel, uh, his thoughts on the quarterback situation, and let's just see kind of how this goes and see how angry I can make Mike in a very short amount of time. You ready for this, Mike? Mm-hmm. You want to start at the bottom, so you want to start like tier four and go up, or you want to start at tier one and go down? Uh, we'll start from the bottom. Up. Bottom. Okay, I figured. Because those, people... I was already scrolling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So tier four. Okay? okay. This is their description. Okay. So now uh-huh. I wanted to put some context on this because this is a. So I think it's a combination of what they did last year and com- and also in combination with, like, what we've seen in the past out of these Which, guys. by the way, I hate that. Yeah, it's it's basically like, okay, well, what do you think about them right off the top of your head? Go, yeah. right? And so it's a little bit wishy-washy, so bear with them. Okay, so a Tier 4 quarterback. This is how they describe a Tier 4 quarterback, Mike, okay? okay. A Tier 4 quarterback can be an unproven player, parentheses, not enough information for voters to classify, or a veteran who ideally would not start all 17 games. Okay? okay. So we'll start at the bottom. Okay. Number 30. Gardner Minshew. 30. We only have 30 because, you know, you have a couple starter and quarterbacks right now. This they, they got 30 guys on here. Okay. Okay. So yeah. number 30, Gardner Minshew. I forgot we had 32 teams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gardner Minshew is number 30. Okay. 29 is Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. 28, Sam Howell. 26, Baker Mayfield. 20, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We have two 26s on here, so apparently they've either messed up or they just tied somebody. Um, we'll say 27 is Baker Mayfield then. Okay. Uh, 26 is Jordan Love. 25 is Kenny Pickett. And 24 is Brock Purdy. Anybody you think does not belong in that tier four list that should be higher? Mm. Anybody who shouldn't just be on the list, period. So this is kind of like guys who played very little, right? Young guys in their careers um, or guys that are probably better suited as a backup to not be really starting for you. You know Who, who is the worst person in the next tier? Who's like Uh, 23? Mac Jones. Okay. I feel feel like Brock Purdy should be in that tier. Maybe not necessarily taking Mac Jones out of it. Yeah. But, I mean, my man did make it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, so... And he had, like, good number. I know you're insulated very well. Yeah. But he did have good numbers while getting there, too. So so this is what they would say about Brock Purdy, right? Because they do give a little description, right? They go, when I look at him, I thought he was a four, an offensive coach said. But when you watch the kid, he plays. He's an absolute gamer. Has the intangibles, the moxie, the want to, the leadership. Um, another offensive coach says, though, you want you put him on any other team, they lose more than half the games. They got the best rushing offense. They got the top defense. He doesn't make mistakes. He makes some plays with his legs. He gets the ball out. Good for him. <laughs> it literally says, good, good for him. Like... So I think what they're saying is he's not doing anything to hurt the team and he's doing just what they ask of him. But if he was asked to actually carry the team, he would be struggling. See, and, and the thing I don't like about that, though, yeah. is I could say the same thing for, like, Mac Jones. No, for sure. Yeah, and, and, we'll, and I don't, and I don't like how, script, Ma- yeah, yeah, I don't like how Mac Jones is a tier above him yeah. because I go, I, I would agree with that with Mac Jones. So, so there's a lot of people in tier three 
And I feel like there's too many people in tier three. Okay. I'm put that very clear. Okay. Because like Brock Purdy last year had 13 touchdowns and four picks in five games. Yeah. That's a really good number. Yeah, for I know sure. you're insulated and whatnot, yeah, yeah, but absolutely. you're a run-heavy team when you had 13 touchdowns. Yeah, see, the, and I think when I read Tier 3, you're going to be like, Brock Purdy probably should be in this one right now. Yeah. I think it's because he only had so many games to play where, like, you were kind of maybe waiting for the other shoe to drop. Sure, maybe. So, you know what I mean? Uh, all right, so here's Tier 3, and like I said, there is quite a few people in Tier 3, and I, I think there's some, some people that Okay, so what's out. the description for Tier 3? Okay, Tier 3. A Tier 3 quarterback is a legitimate starter but needs a heavier running game and or defensive component to win. A lower volume drop back passing offense suits him best. Okay. So that's the broad strokes. Okay. Does that just not define what Brock Purdy is? As I said, I said, I think Brock Purdy should be up one. Yeah. Is that not the definition of Brock Purdy? I think it's because he didn't play enough games. Okay. I think it's yeah, why maybe. they put him there. Okay. Right. Okay. So 23. Okay. Mac Jones. Sure. Okay. 22. Ryan Tannehill. 21. Justin Fields. Well, he's, he's a running back, so that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, 20, Geno Smith, <laughs> just to piss you off. 19, Daniel Jones. 18, Jimmy Garoppolo. 17, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, 16, Russell Wilson. <laughs> 15, JG, Jared Goff. 14, Derek Carr. And 13, top of tier three, Kyler Murray. Hmm. Thoughts. I'm sure there's quite a few. Yeah. I had a lot on this one. Yeah, I, I think the description of this tier mm-hmm. is not Great. accurate to what the <laughs> players are in this tier. Yeah. For for actually like half of them. Yeah, quite the a first, few. Uh, like, uh, quite a few. Yeah. Like like the Ryan Tannehills and stuff. I said, yeah. All right. Yeah. Mac Jones, I, yeah, sure. Mac Jones, Tannehill. I would say Fields in this particular moment because yeah, they haven't really shown the ability to throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, they were a good amount. I of think pe- Daniel Jones and Jimmy G also fit that description. Yeah, uh, yeah, de- definitely. Yep. But the like the Geno Smiths and the golf yeah. the golf one is the hardest one because the description of the tier yeah. doesn't fit golf Mm-mm. necessarily. Right. But him as the he does best quarterback. He does rely heavily on a really good lines on run a, game. Yeah, let's play action. Years. He's it's, he's really he good is in play a action. Absolute monster in the play action. Yeah. So right. I I kind of get why he they put him in the tier with the description, mm-hmm. but I think he's better than the tier that he's in. Yeah. Um. Right. Geno Smith is the one where I go. Yeah, he's getting no love. Like they don't they don't play action. Their defense was terrible last year. Yeah. And he he completed seventy percent of his passes. Yeah, uh, let me see. See, here's the thing. I don't I don't love how they've described Gino because there's a lot of things where like, oh, he took a big step and everything, but they've still got him ranked 20th. So yeah. it's a, this one's a little bit hard. The only thing they've said was, um, like uh, like I said, I don't think we, what we saw what Gino did last year was a fluke. We did see him press a little bit times, which could be more of a mindset thing. To become a two, you have to prove it two years in a row. I go, all right, so we're just setting more bars because we don't want to put a guy that we didn't expect to be in another tier. I get it. It's been one year. For sure, if he goes out and plays like he did last year, obviously, right, he'd be higher. Mm-hmm. The only, they said the defense is playing well enough to keep him in the game in spots, but there were times Geno couldn't fully take over and make that special play that when everything else breaks down, the quarterback has to make an exec said. He's really good at what he is, but I think ultimately he will be a, lim- he will be a little limited in his ascension. See, and, and I, I think, think that's somebody who like drafted him in fantasy and was mad. Yeah, or something. He was you know what I mean? Greatest numbers. <laughs> well, the thing is, is okay. You have to have two good years to be out of tier three. I said, well, Goff made it to a Super Bowl. 
Right. Yeah. So golf, golf, had a, great, golf had a great year with the Rams. Right. And just had a good and year just last had a good year. year. So that's two good years. Right. But he's ranked lower yeah, the, so than Kyler Murray, who I don't remember having a good year. Right, so I gave Jerry three. Maybe he played amazing. He's a, he's the the problem is is that they have Ben Johnson. They're 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 giving Ben Johnson more credit in this situation. Um, they said basically, I'm giving the system and Ben Johnson more of the love that I'm giving Jerry. They ran the ball really well. That's actually not accurate for the entire second half of the year. Mm-hmm. You look at it statistically, but that's fine. Um, maybe the most creative run game that we looked at last year, if Jared does it again, he would. if Jared does it again, he'll submit himself but as a two. The, the problem with that, though, is yep. he didn't have Ben Johnson on the Rams. No, no. Well, here's the thing. He had Sean McVay, and McVay has been proven at this point, right? He's a legit play caller. However, I would argue in the defense of Goff, I think Goff's play not only exceeded expectations. Goff last eight games of the year was pretty fucking lights out. Yeah. He didn't turn the ball over. He was throwing tutties. Yeah. There was not really a point where you went, man, Jared Goff just does my, not look good. I, I was going to say my only problem with Goff is yeah. he's terrible on the road. He's terrible outside. That's oh, yeah, the thing. Outside. He's terrible outside. That is like, his number one foible. If you have one thing where you go, okay, we're going to go to a cold weather game in uh, Seattle or in Buffalo – well, we're fucked because, yeah, because he can't he, he can't do it. Yeah, he yeah. can't do that. But other than that, he's yeah. generally pretty good. Um, I don't understand the love. Listen, I get it. Everybody wants to find that next harebrained head coach, but you have to give credit to the guy orchestrate actually playing the game. Yeah. Well, and then and then the the flip side to that too yeah. is like, can you name Seattle's offensive coordinator? Right, right. And Gino right. completed seventy exactly. percent of right. his passes with four thousand yards. If we're going off of last year, Gino should be higher than Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tua, Russell. I, numbers wise, I think he's probably even a little bit better than Goff, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like just straight up, yeah, like just like off of last year. If I'm going off of last and here's year, here's the Tua should be a lot higher. Yeah, so let's see what they wrote about Tua too. We'll get that in there. Um, this is all good stuff. I'm trying to look at like where the where he gets dinged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you don't allow him to throw the ball on time, he could be very suspect. Um, you saw deficiencies in Tua's game when teams get up and slow down Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Um, he's a very timing thrower. A ball has to come on time. Very little disruption. That means put him as a three. Um, That's his only detractor. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm still. That, oh, uh, something, uh, I was like, yeah. When they lock up your two best receivers, it's hard to throw the ball. Sure, I, <laughs> I get yeah. that. That's tough. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. So yeah. See, this is, this is this is sometimes it seems that people will use the same argument to build a guy up and to tear a guy down. This coach said, if they like him, they will say this player has no one around him. Then the team will get players around him, and people will say the only reason he's succeeding is because he has players around him. The guy doesn't have any coaching; he gets coaching. Then they say it's only because you got coaching. You still have to make the play. So I think what they're basically saying is that he's one of the harder ones to break down because they gave him the two fastest receivers possible in the NFL, and they went, oh, look, his numbers went up, and mm-hmm. he brought in a new offensive scheme as compared to... So I think That's I think crazy. he's getting more dinged, I think, for the fact that he couldn't overcome an organizational failure of the Brian Flores experience. That's crazy. I think that's, that's like that's like ranking. But look. remember, this is coaches and executives yeah. in the league yeah. revading these guys. So it, like it kind of correlates right yeah. to how their thoughts. It's, are. It's just crazy because like in an NBA comparison, yeah. it's like going, yeah, like LeBron's terrible in his first stint in Cleveland because mm-hmm. because. The, the general manager can't get a team around him. Right. It's like, well, that's not the case. Right. And it's like, oh, the second he got good players, he started winning. <laughs> no shit. But, <laughs> like, he's not supposed to have teammates. Right. It's like that doesn't make sense. All right, let's go to Tier 2. Let's go to Tier 2. Okay. okay. 
Uh, tier two quarterback can carry his team sometimes. Oh, but, this is gonna be funny, but not as consistently. Okay, he can handle pure passing situation in doses and or possesses other dimensions that are special enough to elevate him above tier three. I can think of like seven. He has a this tier that's not he this. has a hole or two in his game. Okay, one or two has a hole or two in his game. Okay, okay. So this, this is tier. This, this is tier two. Okay? I'm so hate everyone. We're starting this at twelve. Tier. Okay, I hate everyone. In this I already tier. think this guy shouldn't be in this list, but it's fine. Kirk Cousins is 12. Yeah. Okay. Deshaun Watson at 11. Matt Stafford at 10. Dak Prescott at 9. Trevor Lawrence at 8. Okay. Lamar Jackson at 7. Jalen Hurts at 6. So the rest of these top five is tier one. Thoughts on that? Mm. I don't think Deshaun should be able to be this high. He hasn't played in two years, and when he did play last year, he was garbage. I think yeah. at this point you've got enough around him. When he was on in Houston, great, but mm-hmm. it's been multiple seasons at this point. Yeah, Deshaun's the hardest. Deshaun yeah. should get like an NA and yeah. he plays, right? No shit, because it's like not really yeah. fair because you can't like take like three years I, off. I'm, I'm gonna take back my dig at Kirk Cousins. Statistically, he's he's no. he's, he's, he's he's very solid. His numbers are very yeah. equal he to just, golf. Yeah, he just never makes that play to win the the important. He, game. But he's the epitome of what everyone was giving crap for. In the lower tiers yeah. of he has Justin Jefferson, yeah, he's he the, the best, best receiver, receiver in game. football. Yeah, so like and he, he had Delvin Cook. He and has, he's got he's got uh, Kevin O'Connell, yeah, uh, McVay disciple. So they're running the Rams yeah, offense. So they're running the Rams offense. Yeah. Like like it's like oh, if you're gonna go coaching, like yeah. oh, the coaching's so good, and he has the best player. Yeah. So he should get higher than what other guys get. He was a hundred percent split. Twenty five for tier two votes. Twenty three for 20, uh, for tier three votes. That's funny. He is the most divisive one on the entire list from a from a tier perspective. That makes sense because they he were is like, very Ugh. decisive. He's a very divisive player. Yeah, they said everyone said this guy is a riddle. He plays almost flawlessly in the second half in the biggest comeback of the century or the history. Uh, one month later in the playoffs, he got a fourth and eight last play of the game. He's hitting a check down for five yards. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is. I look at him and golf and like Jared or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as so almost hard, all the exact so same hard player. to project. Yes, I agree. Yeah, when they're, they're on and they're consistent, you go. Win with yeah, this guy, yeah, they're running yeah. and then they're and then they're really. I would make the place. argument for golf in the sense of just pure arm talent. I think he's got the best arm out of the three. Um, sure, uh, just 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 strictly arm like mm-hmm. ability. I think, I think golf, yeah, I think Maybe. I would rank them as golf cousins Garoppolo in terms of like sure. arm ability. Like, I think, I think cousins is very good. I think, I think, I think cousins is the best at reading defenses, yeah, yeah, and I think, I think Jimmy G. Is a is a perfect guy of like man when you just put him in a system that he understands mm-hmm. right it's like being really good at one subject in school mm-hmm. like I'm really good at science I can't do math I can't do I, I don't know how to do government but man I can I can yeah. fucking kill you know chemistry yeah. right yeah you're, yeah, you're, yeah 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 you know what I mean I think that's what Jimmy G is so that's tier three tier um, two yeah. I mean tier two um, I think I don't think Lamar should be that high I think he's a couple years removed from the from an MVP. Uh, I can give you what they said about Lamar if you if you care. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody says really help, really tempted to put him at a one since when he's healthy, Baltimore wins. Um, I go, they almost want a playoff game with a backup, so what that should say more about the team, mm-hmm. right, than anything. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, Lamar's Lamar's a hard one to. If Josh Allen was in the same offense Lamar Lamar was in, you would think of Josh the same way you think of Lamar. Josh was in a more pro favorable offense. Lamar thought they thought (sighs) Lamar whatever they thought they were doing. Simple fact of the matter is they put him basically in a college offense. It'd be really good to see if Lamar elevates his game uh, 
mm. to be more like Josh Allen. I guess that's fair and to an extent, but also at the same time, he couldn't throw. So what do you want? You know, you try oh, to win ball games. Yeah, I was going to say Josh is a much better thrower. Yeah, he, the arm talent, the arm strength, the arm yeah. talent, everything about Josh Allen's arm is much better. Better. All right, yeah. you want to go to tier one? Yes. Are you good? Are you any, any more comments on tier two? Uh not really. Yeah. Yeah, I I knew tier three would be the one would be the tier three is a wild yeah. tier. Okay, here is tier one. Okay? okay, tier one quarterback can carry his team each week. Team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations. He has r- no real holes in his game. Okay. <laughs> so number five, Justin Herbert. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Josh Allen. Number two, Joe Burrow. And obviously, number one, God tier himself, yeah. Patty Mahomes. There needs th- there needs to be a, a, a an in between a one point five tier. Yeah. For those three through five. Okay. Because I think there is a significant, like, that what you just said yep. applies to Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah. All three other guys Except have. Except when Burrow plays Cleveland for whatever reason. For, for that, whatever reason. Isn't that weird? He's one and four against Cleveland. It's so, very weird. It's so weird to me. It's, it's when Mahomes plays Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati no has their number for the most part. Colin Kaepernick yeah. against Packers is the opposite, right? Yeah, Packers literally. They just can't beat them. They just can't beat them. <laughs> like, there's always that one team that gives you trouble. For, right. For everyone has one, but whatever year, but no, I think there should be like a 1.5. T- there's a one tier with yeah, what almost like just- an S tier and then a one, right? yes, yeah, so like yeah. an S and then an A, right? Uh, Mahomes and Burrow are that where yeah. I don't think they have any holes, they're yeah. just awesome, mm-hmm. and you know, they get the job done whenever needed. I feel like the other three have holes, yeah. I think Josh Allen's decision making we it's, saw last yeah. year was really atrocious, bad. yep. I think Rodgers, Rodgers, um, I think inability to create plays without having like I thought Rodgers last year this was the first year where you saw him unable to throw people open mm-hmm. right where like he didn't have Devontae Adams so he was very limited in what he could do offensively yeah. and um, Herbert just hasn't shown it in the in the clutch really yeah I think I think the clutch and I think sometimes his decision making at time has been questioned as well mm-hmm. um but I think I think that's more of a product of trying to do too much as compared to a poor, a poor throw. I yeah. thought Josh Allen last year took a step back from the sense of being a pocket passer. Yeah, right. Like we went into last year thinking Josh Allen was going to be the MVP, and instead he went and regressed. And I was like, I mean, you're still top ten because mm-hmm. of what you can do, and you can throw it a mile, but your decision making has cost you games, mm-hmm. right? And also being unable to handle a snap on your own goal line against Minnesota doesn't help you either. But, no. um. Yeah, I would agree with you though. I think do think there's almost needs to be like an S tier of it. Yeah, there's gotta be like a one point five because when you give that yeah. description, yeah, it's like yeah, that's Mahomes. So you're and saying Burrow. that these guys all can win the Super Bowl right now. You put them on any team, and I don't think that's necessarily accurate for no. a couple of those. I don't. There's a reason why Rodgers went to the Jets. He didn't go to Tampa again with an aging team, right? He didn't. He's not like you know what I really want to go play for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he didn't go do that. He's like, what's a team on the rise? Yeah. That I can, you know, hopefully kind of take over the hump. Okay, let's go to New York. Matt Stafford did the same thing. Mm-hmm. What's a team on the rise? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to go Brady play with Sean McVay. Brady did, right. Russ thought he was doing that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the new wave. Um, I don't think Josh Allen yeah. wins the Super Bowl with every team. I, I don't think, think Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl with yeah, this team. I legitimately think there's only two players that could go to almost any team and make them viable Super Bowl contenders, and that's yeah. Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah. I think those yep. are the only two. Like right yeah. now, if you put Mahomes or Burrow on any team, I think you're like, all right, that's at least a playoff team. Yeah, if well, not higher. Well, I mean, you, when you really look at it too, in defense, and we give Mahomes a lot of shit because everybody else blows him at mm-hmm. week to week. 
Mahomes, look at the receiving core Mahomes has. Yeah. Like, like in all honesty, I know Travis Kelsey's there. They won a Super Bowl with Juju Smith-Schuster as their number one receiver. And Davis Tony. Exactly. Yeah. Like, cast-offs from other places. Yeah. Mar- Valdez-Scantling is going to be their one this year. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be really good. Yeah. That doesn't tell you that, like, it's like Brady-esque, right? Where you're like, well, Brady won with Deion Branch and Troy Brown. Yeah. Who? Yeah, and, and Joe Burrow kind of does the opposite, where he has like two really good receivers, yeah. has absolutely no run game and no offensive line, and just makes stuff happen. But but Burrow does the thing that is it's it's like the wrestling it factor. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't know. I just, when you see it, you see it, right? Yeah. That's what Joe Burrow has. He has the Brady. That's why Brady was so good, right? Is because he has that intangible where you go, I know it looks bad. But I don't think we're out of it. Yeah. Right? It's will, that one thing where you're just like, God bless it. So man. yeah. I look at I go, Mahomes has the numbers and yeah. he has the the yeah. glamour around him. He's got the flash. Too. Burrow, yeah. you look at every game Burrow plays and he goes, It's not like flashy, no, but you're never out of it. No, exactly. It's and Brady numbers. It's, it's, he's he is more comparable to Brady in that sense of I mean, Burrow's arm talent's more yeah, impressive, obviously, but like Burrow, he's not a super mobile guy. He's a pocket passer. He's a rhythm guy, but he can make every throw. He throws people open, and he makes people around him better, mm-hmm. and he's so calm in pressure Dude, situations. It is insane. I know it's like a thing, but like in all honesty, you see it. There's just moments where you go, I just don't think that they're out of it yet, right? You yep. just you never, even in that Super Bowl, I was like, man, he's going to go on a drive. And Stafford's going to miss on this ring, and Joe Cool's going to be the talk of the town. Yeah. Thank God Aaron Donald powerbombed one of their own Yeah, line. no, I was going to say, like, literally, yeah. that last play of the game, Jamar Chase is wide open, yeah. and he saw him. He's yeah. looking at about Couldn't to release, and Aaron Donald got to yeah. him. Like, another half a second, and he probably throws a touchdown on to Jamar Chase. Right, exactly. So, exactly. like, he and like he just, he, he's poised like that. Like, he was like, I'm just, yeah. that's how he is. So, yeah, I For think sure. there's, I think, I think the only thing wrong with the Tier 1 list is there should be a Tier 1.5 yeah. for those three guys. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, because I think fun. I think the other three have holes. But. Yeah, I knew you'd have thoughts for sure. It's it's hard because it's like you got NFL people in there, but you also have a massive bias towards some people based on you know criteria that maybe doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So. I just don't like people who have criteria that changes per person. <laughs> yeah. I'm very consistent in all my criteria for things. Like I like for like basketball rankings, like I have a very specific reason of why I put people where I put them. Yeah. And I don't have a very hard bias on people. Yeah. So I'm like like I listen, if I had a bias, Luca would be number one. And I put Luca at like seven. Because I'm <laughs> like, listen, he doesn't done enough yet. Right. Like right. like I no, mean when people sure. change it's like, oh, this one guy, he has a really good offensive coordinator, so we're gonna put him lower. Yeah, we're gonna ding him for But then the other guy has like the same offensive coordinator with slightly better numbers. Oh, he's tier one. I go. But then that how? guy who has a bad OC, but he puts up big numbers. Yeah, but he doesn't win enough. Yeah, he doesn't win enough. I go. What do you mean? Okay. Yeah, exactly. For sure. All right, let's do this. NFC North division uh, positional rankings. Favorite part of the show. Um, so Lions offense, Lions defense. All right, well, we're out of here. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I don't know either. I would like to say yes, yeah. but yeah, I, I also thought like other teams were going to win other divisions, and That's we were true. completely wrong. That's so. true. Kansas City fans are still mad at us. That's fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, get a better receiving core. We'll talk. Better receiving core. Better secondary. Better, better linebacking core. Better. If Chris Jones doesn't show up, I don't even know if you have a defense. No shit. So. Hopefully, they can run the ball. The Lions can. Yeah. Also, uh, while you're pulling this up, Jameer Gibbs in the straight eye set formation, I went, we're never going to see this. In, in. That was really funny. I was like, 
what the hell? I was like, there's 0% chance this is, hey, let's bring in Jason Kabinda. We're going to run a halfback dive with yeah. Jameer Gibbs. By the way, the best part of the entire Lions preseason game was the halftime game. Oh, my gosh. I know they were going crazy. That they one going kid? Crazy. Yeah, the one kid Hilarious. was killing it. And my friend got a video. So this one kid got hurt. Oh. And he, but he was like, they were at like the forty yard line, yeah. and they kept playing in front of him, and so the kid literally looks like he's on like life support, and there's like seven coaches around trying to get him up, and everyone else is just still playing. Because they're to like, the side. we gotta hurry up. We yeah, we got ten up. minutes, and yeah. I thought it was really funny, hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that was the best part of the preseason game. No, by the way. no forward down the field when they scored that touchdown. You did you notice that? Like, the well, they sang it the second time. Did they sing it the second time? Okay, so I left it the third quarter. Okay, yeah. so they did. They did sing it the second. That's what my the friend yeah. I was with was like. They didn't sing it. Is the guy not here today? And yeah, then they did. The I didn't think time. it was like it was it a preseason thing or did somebody finally just go? This is stupid. Stop doing this. I mean, both. Both. That's fine. We can, we can stop singing a listen. You know what? Song. It'll be fun when they're winning championships. That's when it's fun to sing it. Yeah, if they win a Super Bowl and they sing it, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah. other than that, it, the song's kind of stupid. If they win a Super Bowl. I don't think I'll be here the next week because I'll be dead because I'll have gone to heaven. That simple. Okay. Well, it's not going to be golf at quarterback. When do it, so. <laughs> How dare you? How dare right, you? Quarterback. Tendon here. Hooker, baby. Woo! Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, quarterbacks here. All right. NFC North. NFC North. So um, we all know the quarterbacks in this division. Justin Fields plays for the Bears. Also, sure. uh, amazing. Greatest preseason, pre-season quarterback I've yeah, ever seen. I, I He had a great game. Yeah. Three for three, 129 yards, 156 quarterback rating, two touchdowns. Can't get better. Than that, uh, golf didn't even want to play. Yeah, his, so. golf didn't even show. Like, wh- forgot his pads in his dad's car. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Bears got uh, Justin Fields. Yep. Lions have Jared Goff. Yep. Packers have Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings have one Sir Famous TV Show Kirk Cousins. Okay. So the really the question is Kirk Cousins or Golf? Yes, that's that's really that the question. Really the question. That, that really is the question. Yeah, because Fields is three and, and yeah, Love, is, Love four. is four. So it's really just one of the two. Yeah, I I don't. Know. I don't think it's necessary. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, and I feel like this is one where like we'll cope back to. Yeah, if it's really that close and yeah. important. One A one B. One A one B because they're literally they're the to same me, guy. The same they're person. the same guy. They have the same problems. They do the same stupid shit in the mm-hmm. worst moments. Both have weird hands. I don't know. Yeah. They both have stupid looks on their face when they come off, you know. Yeah. It's literally the exact same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, running back rooms. So we got uh, Cleo Herbert and Deontay Foreman for the Chicago Bears. Yep. The Lions have maybe David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> no, I think it'll be, be there. Uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Yep. The Packers have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And Minnesota has Alexander, Alexander Madison. Madison and. Um, Name a guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah okay. Madison. So Green Bay's one. Aaron Jones is the best running back um, in there. I have Lions two. Yeah. And then I have Chicago three. three and Minnesota. Minnesota's four. Yes. I would also agree. Okay. Uh, wide receiver rooms. So the Bears have DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. Yep. Lions have Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones Jr., and Amon Ross St. Brown. The Packers have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Jaden Reed, second-round pick from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota obviously has Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and K.J. Osborne. So I've got um, – I, I think I'm. you got to put Minnesota one here. Yeah, because of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, he's by far and away the best receiver. Um, now, here's the thing. I like D.J. Moore, but I like Amon Ross St. Brown. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm. I think after that, that's just depth on depth. Like Chase Claypool's garbage, so I'm not like I think he's a name. And Darnell Mooney's fine, but so is Josh Reynolds. And, like and Marvin Jones yeah. and, and Cleef Raymond and Jamison Williams. I think you know what I mean. So like that, that to, to me, like I I look at the Lions receiving core, and I think they go five deep. Um, like Khalif, let me be, let me be very clear with you here. Khalif Raymond is going to be their number two wide receiver this year. Mm-hmm. Just so like until Jamison Williams comes back, it's not going to be Marvin Jones. It's definitely going to be Khalif. I think the hard. I think it really just comes down to like you said, it's yeah. DJ Moore on Amon Ra, right? Which and, I'm not, and right. I'm not sold on either. Like right. I'm not saying I'm not sold on yeah. either one. I think they're both. Right. Awesome. Right. So I don't know which one I would have higher. Who's the other guys on the Chicago's uh, wide receiving court? Does it have any further down on the depth chart? Uh, Equinemia St. Brown. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, Tyler Scott. Velas Jones Jr. Oh, Velas Jones. Wow, he's that very deep, huh? I guess so. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. I think I'm partial to Detroit, but... I maybe that's just my hometown bias. So I'll I, let you call me out on. I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging yeah, I, it now. I, I don't think it's super far off. I don't think so either. I think DJ Moore um, helps. I a do lot. think Chase Claypool is a little better than just like absolute garbage, like you said. Though I think he's pretty bad. I think he's kind of good. Yeah, I don't think so. I think when you have Kenny Pickett thrown to you in Pittsburgh, it's not good. Well, I mean, George Pickens made it work. Is he though? Is he though? He has a one hand catch everything just to make it work. I'm just saying, I like mean, everything is so far away, yeah. and he has to like Calvin Johnson one catch at yeah. one hand. Claypool, catch Claypool didn't do anything really to shock me, but also Fields can't throw, so I don't know. It's kind of one of those hard to really. Yeah. He had a really great rookie year. I was really high on Claypool coming out of the draft. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm fine just like two A two being this. Yeah, I think they're fine. I think they're really close. Yeah, and then the Packers are four. Yeah, just because. Well, they haven't seen. I haven't seen it yet. Christian Watson could be awesome. Romeo. Dobbs Robson. having a good camp, um, but just not, you know. Yeah. All right, tight end room. So we got uh, Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon for the Chicago Bears. Cole Komet got paid. Yeah, he did. The Lions have Sam Laporta and Brock Wright. Yep. Packers have uh, Luke Musgrave and Tuck Craft, two yeah. rookies. Yep. And uh, Minnesota has TJ Hawkinson and Josh Oliver. Um. So I think here. I think the Bears are one. You think in depth? Yeah, I think, yeah. Just, just because of the depth. Well, because I don't think anyone has a stud. I think Hawkinson's the best tight end on that so? list. I think right He's the one who's got, he's got, he's got two Pro Bowls at this point, right? I'm just saying. I'm going to look at you when you I say know, Pro Bowl. I know. How Tyler Huntley can be a Pro Bowler. Literally I anyone can be a know. Pro Bowler. <laughs> I know. But for all intents and purposes, I think he's got the most production, too. Cole Komet has done shit outside That's of last true. year. So I would, I would, I think he's the best tight end, but maybe they have a better room. That you're saying the Bears do have a better room? Yeah, well, I think having Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis. Okay, Mercedes Lewis is 97 years old. Yeah, but it's still, <laughs> it's still better than, would you take him or Josh Oliver? <laughs> That's true, I guess. Not over James Mitchell, though. James Mitchell had a nice day. Yeah. Um, okay, so you know, Bears 1, what, Vikings 2? Vikings 2. Um, uh, Lions, Lions three, three then because I know some of them. Well, I think Lions three because you have Brock Wright is serviceable, but he's not all that spectacular. Yeah. I and just can't and say Laporta hasn't played an NFL snap. No, so, that's what I mean. Yeah, is right. the the Packers are running with two two three, rookies? Yeah. Like their top three guys are all rookies. Right. So if we're taking Laporta out for being a rookie. You take out the entire room for the Packers being right. a rookie. Right. So it's just the Lions almost by default at three, yeah. and then it's four for the Packers. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. All right, offensive lines. So, Chicago Bears, we got uh, Braxton Jones, 
Tavon Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, and Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. Rookie. You know, Alex Leatherwood is a backup left guard for Chicago. I know. I did actually know that, weirdly enough. They, they picked him off off waivers because the Raiders were like, why did we draft this guy again? And Mike Mayock's like, no, 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 trust me, he's good, and he's not. Yeah. Um, the Lions have uh, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, uh, Vitae, question mark, or Graham Glasgow. It'll be, vi- it'll be It's Vitae's job to lose, yeah. assuming he's healthy. Yeah, they have Glasgow, but Vitae yeah. is usually the starter, yeah. so whoever you want to ask right. is a starter. I, don't yep. th- I think they're, like, not great, but they're, like, comparable, so they're fine. Yep. So either one works. And, and then Panay Sewell. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's one right now, just so we're clear. Yeah. Uh, the Packers have David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runman, and Zach Tom. Yeah, ask Hutchinson how good Zach Tom played in that last yeah. week seventeen. I will game. say I really like the entire offensive line until they get to Zach Tom, and I go the yeah, ads tough. Yeah, like I think Bakhtiari's hurt all the time. You know what I mean? I can't rely on him anymore. I don't. I don't love you know the white hair's fine. He's a you know mid round pick. He's yeah. fine. And then the Minnesota Vikings have Christian Darisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, and Brian O'Neill. Yeah, I have a lot of picks, but nothing that's really shown anything great. I think Lions are one here. Yeah. I don't think it's all that. I think it's pretty sta- – I mean, you literally – I mean, Taylor Decker is so underrated, but you've got Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, and you should have – I mean, I mean, Panay is going to take another step. God, Frank, we, no Pro Bowls. I'm just saying – I'm against the Pro Bowl. I'm just saying, Frank Ragnow is probably a top two, three center in the league. Mm-hmm. I think Panay is a top right tackle, and I think Taylor Decker is criminally underrated. For how good he is and how persistent he's been, um, and I think they have depth of the interior line too. Jonah Jackson's going to get an extension, I'm sure, and Big V or Graham Glasgow, both both very serviceable. I think Lions are one. Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, I'm probably going to put I'm probably going to put Green Bay at two. Yeah, just because they have probably the best offensive lineman. Yeah, on that list, yeah, Bears are three. Yeah, probably Bears are three, and just because of the investment. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah, Bears and uh, Minnesota's all lines are not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in total here, this is really hard because no one stands out. No, it really doesn't. Everyone has, like, one thing that they're really – literally everyone just has one thing that they're really good in. Yeah. Um. So it kind of just depends on mm-hmm. what your preference so is. So I think, I think what we need to do then, right, I think we got to bring coaching in. And yeah. I think at that point, you know – It's you, even you hard got, in coaching. Well, because you got, you got Ben Johnson, right, for, for the Lions, yeah. right? I'm going to say it's – um. O'Connell for yeah. the Vikings. I don't know the guy off my top of my head, the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Um, um, the Bears' offensive coordinator is Luke Getze. Thank you. And then you've got Num Nuts from Green Bay. Now, I'm I'm I want to put Green Bay at four. I think they have. Yes, I would. I was fine with me because I, and here's and the reason why I'm saying that too. I've never seen Matt Lafleur call plays for a good offense that didn't have Aaron Rodgers in it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I'm gonna put Green Bay at Listen, four. They, they're only one in running back. So right. Um, there are two on offensive line, but like yeah, yeah. everything else, right. Pretty no, right. Pretty much the bottom. So I want to say Chicago's three. Mm. They're they're first in tight end. They're third in quarterback. They're what third in in running back, and third in offensive line. Yeah, and third in receiver too. I think, I think right? Second in receiver. Oh no, yeah, no, they would third. be third. Yeah, yeah. or so, they're tied for second. Yeah, but, so sure. they're third there, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
And now it just comes down to the Lions in Minnesota, right? Which sounds about right. Yeah, it, right. It really does in a lot of ways, right? So, like, when you look at it, the Lions have a clear, better offensive line, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they have a better running back room, in my opinion. Yeah, but then the, and then the, the receivers are are better in Minnesota. And then, and then the tight end, the better. tight end, yeah, the one tight end is better. Is better, yeah. And then the quarterbacks are equal. Yeah, <laughs> that's a flip of a coin. It really let's, is. All, let's go to defense. Yeah, it's, it's and defense we'll, clears yeah. anything up, but I will say this: it, I think Ben Johnson's a better play caller than Aiden O'Connell, or not Aiden O'Connell. What's his name? Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Aiden. Aiden's the quarterback from Purdue. Yeah, he might be. Ben Johnson would be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers right now if he, if he wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell is the head coach for yeah. Minnesota, though. Yeah. When you um, when you win ten games on one scores or under or whatever the hell that crazy stat is, mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, come up with your own system. Stop stealing other stuff from Sean McVay. <laughs> oh, you can say that about almost anybody. Everybody in football Literally ever. I know. I'm just, ever I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to ding Minnesota the best I can. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I don't think defensively they're going to match up quite well. But No, they're not. I know. That's why I think the Lions are going to take it at the end of the yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't think defensively they're great either. But I um, think in the, by comparison, by I think, comparison, to the rest of the better, North, but, I think they're going to take it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. These, these, all these teams are bad. <laughs> Jesus. Lions are so taken, baby. I know. It's, it, you're, you're, it's like one of those, like, you're better than the other shitty teams. Yeah. No, that's next week. Yeah. That's, that's next, next week. Yeah, that's and, the battle. Yeah, I was going to say, Minnesota, at least, this is a little bit closer than I think people are going to think it's going to be. Next, the NFC South is going to be close because they're all going to be nine and eight. Yeah, I know. Oh, Beating well. up, buddy. Everyone's three and three in the division. We won our home games. <laughs> yeah, it's literally going to be it. I mean, the Lions went five and one, right? In, pre- in, the, in the division last year. That's got to stand for something. They only lost uh, yeah, Minnesota on the road. Yeah, that's so. True. That's true. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers. Own that uh, ass. You see that like it makes a difference when he was awful last year. I'm just saying. Own that ass. I'm just saying. God. <laughs> you and your all pros. Not even all pros. No, you're all pro bowls. God. It's like it's like it's like rooting for be like, this guy's awesome because he has all star teams. I know. It's like no one cares about the Listen, All-Star when game. When LeBron James wins the Kobe Bryant Award, then we can talk. All right, how about that? Yeah. If he ever plays in the All-Star game ever again, we'll talk. Dunk contest? Bitch. Never. What a Never. bitch. What a bitch. Yeah, because you lose because they'll be like, <laughs> oh, all you can do is dunk hard. All you can do is not jump fully because you're going to hurt a knee or yeah. an ankle or something stupid. That would be the most epic Skip Bayless rant ever. Oh, it would be. LeBron, no, he criticized him for not being in it, and then when he goes in, he goes, I don't think he's going to do very well. And then he either wins it, and then you go, well, now that was just stupid. Now he's going to get hurt for the playoff. Or he does get hurt, and you go, why, why would LeBron James do that? <laughs> Michael Jordan would never put his team in a situation mm-hmm. where he could do that. He only did it when his team was bad, and he had the opportunity to do it. It's different. It's different. Okay, let's get to the defense. Been on air for an hour and a half. All right, Chicago. We have too much fun doing this show. Do we, though? I think it's just me just wanting to die the whole time. How dare you? How dare you? I'm just listening to you. You, you could leave all day long, but you choose to come back every mm-hmm. single week. You love me too much. All right, so the Bears have uh, Demarcus Walker, Boo. Andrew Billings, Justin Jones on their D-line. It's not very good. Oh, they got Yannick Ngakwe, too. Yeah. He, I third, he's a, yeah, he's a third down pass rusher. He can't, he can't play the run. No, he cannot. 
Um, He's on like his fifth team in like six years or something crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Um, the Lions have John Kaminsky, yeah. Isaiah Bugs, Ali McNeil, and Aiden Hutchinson on their defensive line. Yeah, they got Kaminsky starting, huh? Like, well, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. That's all I'm reading. Uh, the, the the Packers, when they're 3-4 specialty defense, have <laughs> uh, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt on their defensive line. I like one of those three. No no Lucas Van Ness, huh? Yeah. And, uh, I'm stunned. And Minnesota Couldn't has, get on the field in college. Uh, Minnesota has Dean Lowry, Christus yeah. Tonga, and Harrison Phillips. Oh, that's terrible. It's all bad. Yeah, all these are terrible. That's not good. Um, I'm going to say the Lions went out on this just because Hutch is the best player. Um, You think he's better than Kenny Clark? At this point in his career, yes, I do. Hmm. Okay. I, th- I, think he, I think he is, personally. But that's just me. I don't know. It, like I, I think Kenny Clark at this point, I'm surprised honestly he wasn't a cap casualty. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. I mean, we can probably look up that numbers rule. Let me look at his. I know, I know he plays D tackle, so it's not, it's not a true. Yeah, um, he's not a pure rusher. Right, right, right. Let me just look up. Let me see what his numbers look like last year. He didn't play all. Did he even play all 17 games? He did. Good for him. Uh, let's see. Forced a fumble. Uh, he had four sacks. He's never had, so he's got 26 and a half sacks total in his life, in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 27 tackles last year, 53, including assists. I mean, he's okay. He made the pro bowl two years ago. Uh, two time pro bowler. If that makes any, any difference it at literally all. Literally makes no difference. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, the, all these D lines are poop though. Loki. Oh, they um, are. Like yes. uh, by comparison to some of these other ones, like I'm actually really excited for the Lions D line this year because of the depth that they have. However, there are a lot of like Aleem needs to take that next step, right? Like yeah. um, Kaminsky is very serviceable. I would throw Charles Harris in there, but he's he's considered a linebacker now because mm-hmm. he's really coming off the edge as well. So let's just keep going. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll I I, re- I really think that Chicago and Minnesota though really aren't close. Mm-hmm. Those are both really bad. Speaking of Chicago linebackers, yeah. You got T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edwins, and uh, Jack Sanburn. And yeah, well, they spent a bunch oh, of money and and Noah Sewell's in there. Yeah, that like is, Noah yeah. Sewell. Uh, yeah, they spent a ton of money on Edwards and uh, mm-hmm. Terrell Edwards, Edmonds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lions have uh, uh, names: uh, Alex Anzalone and Jack Campbell yep. and Charles Harris. Yep, as a strong side linebacker. That's wild. Well, because Charles Harris, they're going to run five-man fronts. Yeah, so Charles Harris is going to be pass rushing, and then, that's why I was like Kaminsky, but when you bump Kaminsky in, mm-hmm. right, in the C-gap, and then you've got Harris out wide, mm-hmm. that's that's really what they're going to try to do with, really, it's a two-linebacker set. Sure. Uh, the Packers have Preston. Don't you, sh- don't you sure me. Don't you sure me. <laughs> uh, the Packers have Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, and Rashawn Gary. That's one. That is one. I would have to leave, read Minnesota, so that's just one. Um, Who the hell do they have anymore? Eric Kendrick is gone. They have uh, Daniil Hunter, Jordan Hicks, Brian Azoma the second, and Marcus Davenport. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. Um, okay, so Green Bay is clearly one. Yeah. Uh, two is probably well, front sevens. Yeah. yeah okay, okay. So front, front sevens. So, Packers are definitely one. Yeah. Yeah, because the pass line, right, that, for the, the linebacking. Yeah, and yeah the they've done. A, I mean, there's four first round. There's three first round picks, or no, two first round picks, and two big free agent signings uh, on that list. Uh, yeah. So Packers and pass rush should be one. Um, two is going to be. Uh, this is tough. I don't like anything about Chicago outside of Terrell Edmonds. 
TJ Edwards is fine. Um, they don't really have any real great pass rushers, I don't feel like. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's tough. Like, Daniel Hunter's awesome, for sure. Daniel Hunter, Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry is good. fine. Um, Harrison Phillips, not bad. Yeah, I'll say Harrison Phillips is my other guy Mark that, like, Stavis stuck out I to like. me. Um, I think it's a 2A, 2B with the Lions in Minnesota from yeah, the front and seven, and I think Bears are four. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's just really how you feel about it. I mean, Green Bay's linebacking core with that pass. I mean, they're going to still be pretty solid. Oh, I mean, they can make Joe Barry's defense look good. There's a, there's something there. Yeah. Um, secondaries here. So yep. the Bears have uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Jaguan Brisker, yep. Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and Kyler Gordon. Yep, their, their first-round pick from two years ago. Yep. Yeah. A lot of young guys. Second and then Eddie picks. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, then Eddie Jackson. A lot of second-round picks and then Eddie Jackson. Right, right. So that's fun. Uh, the Lions out here, uh, who knows? Uh, they have who? Uh, I'm still put Jerry Jacobs because. Yeah, I mean him or Emmanuel Mosley doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, one of those two. Yeah, Kirby Joseph, Tracy Walker, Cameron Sutton, C.J. Gardner Johnson. So let's let's make an addendum here to this. So put so we'll do. Let's just say it's it's Jerry Jacobs, right? Kirby Joseph, C.J. Gardner Johnson, uh, Cam Sutton. Brian Branch as the nickel. Take Tracy off of there. I think because I'm trying to be like more accurate to how I think it's actually going to be like mm-hmm. in a base defense. I don't think Tracy Walker's starting anymore. Okay, the guy we just paid money to just well to I mean I mean hey listen if you get beat out it's probably a good thing. Is it though? Yeah. Well, I mean when they run cover three they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the Packers here got Jero Alexander, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Razul Douglas, and Keyshawn Nixon. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, Eric Stokes is also there. Oh, okay. He's still not starting for them. Well, he's on the pup list. Ah, so they don't, okay, they don't that make, makes sense. Okay, that makes more sense then. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, really? And then Minnesota has. Um, oh God. Uh, Andrew, <sighs> let me. I mean, I got this. You got Andrew, it. Andrew Booth Jr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Harrison Smith. Oh God. Uh, Lewis Seen. Yep. Mackay Blackman. Yep. And Byron Murphy Jr. Yeah, that's not very good. Um, I think Packers are one. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Bear. I, I, here's the thing. Bears are two. No, I was, I was not going to put Bears at two. Oh. Um, I think it's between the Bears and I think it's a three way tie. Or who you want to put it for? Right. Like legitimately, I don't. I think Min. I think honestly, probably Minnesota's four. Minnesota has nobody proven back there besides Harris Smith. Lewisine got hurt last year. He didn't Byron play at all. He's pretty good, huh? Byron, Byron, yeah, but he's on a one-year deal, mm-hmm. right? So there's clearly got to be something there. I mean, former first-round pick for sure. Um, and then uh, with Chicago, um, a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they don't like they don't have a CB one. Right now, yeah. in my mind, right? Look, the Lions, like, I, I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson's a proven commodity at this point. Yeah. I think Cam Sutton's solid, but once again, is he is he going to be RCB1? Yes, mm-hmm. right? On a great team, is he probably more of a CB2? Yes. Um, Kirby Joseph, good year. Can he, can, uh, there's a lot of, like, hope, mm-hmm. right? Well, this whole Lions defense is a lot of, all right, let's see the next step. You know yeah, what I, mean? I feel like this list next year will be a lot easier. Yes, hopefully, agreed. right? But like this year, right. it's a lot a thousand of percent. rookies yeah. and one, two. Yeah, year, one to your guys exactly. So it's it's hard to yeah. actually say who they are. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so in in total defense, Packers are one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then after that, it's actually very difficult. Yeah, because uh, everyone has something. I, I think like, bear, I think Bears right now are four. 
I think they have to be. Sure. I think they're, they're they don't have a great pass rush, and I don't think their secondary is necessarily flush with talent. Yeah. So two, three. So Minnesota and Detroit are still tied. They're still tied. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, it's hard because on the offense. So like Packers theoretically are taken out of the total equation because they're the four offense. Right. Right. Even though they have the number one defense, yeah. they average out to like two point five. So I don't think right. they would necessarily the get thing, there. So then if we go to coaching, right? From a defensive standpoint, now Minnesota did hire Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. However, last because they had to fire their defensive coordinator because their defense was so atrociously bad. Yeah. So it's kind of like a in betweener there, mm-hmm. where in my mind I look at this is the year for Aaron Glenn that's going to show me whether or not you can be a legit D yeah. coordinator and or head coach. Yeah. The thing is, is Aaron Glenn, it, it to me is a little more of a question mark. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like he, like he has the potential yeah. to have an awesome defense and be an awesome defense coordinator. Right. He could also be like he was like his first year and a little bit of the second year, yeah, no where he's shit. awful. Right. Where I think Brian Flores is a little more consistent. Like usually, it's a pretty good defense, right. just in general. Yeah. Um, but really, this comes down to the Lions it's and really, Vikings, yeah. and tough. on both offense and defense, they're right they're, there. They're, they're one right and there. two on either side. Yep. So it's really. I think I think it, and the coaching's really close on both sides too. So I think I think anyone that thinks that this is just like a blowaway Lions, I think is no a little can, out can't. of proportion no, because can't. I think the Vikings do kind of match up relatively decently. Yeah. Um, I think it really comes down to if we want to put it in a bubble of we know Seattle and we know the Eagles win their side. Yep. Which one of these two do you think stand a better chance? Like make it more compelling. In two weeks, when we do all the winter divisions, oh, which one of these teams do you yeah. think is like? like I was do you to think say, the Vikings you know, are going to all four, and so it's like well, we should the put thing. the Lions in there. Or yeah, I, that was the part where I was thinking, I was like, man, this is really the three seed, isn't it? In the NFC, yeah, like like, like, like at the I mean? end of the day, yeah, we don't know who the NFC South one is yet. That's probably four, like because they're going to be bad with everyone else. Mm-hmm. The, like whoever wins this one's probably three, and then like it's really Eagle Seattle kind of deciding who's the best roster. Yeah, but so it's like you're kind of playing for third place. But is there any way, without like actually going through it, that either the Lions or Vikings take a, maybe I think a second the, place? I think or? the Lions' defense is going to be is better on paper than Minnesota's is as of this moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, on paper, I think the lines are a little better. I do, too. That's kind of where I'm And I don't but know, but I I'm trying to perf- take my bias out of it. But right? on performance, I think Minnesota has just shown that they've been better. Yeah. Over the last I, I couple think, years. I think they're, the problem is, is, like, when you look at it, it's such a hard thing to project because the Lions whole back of their secondary is different. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, they're just going to immediately oh, yeah. the gang. But Minnesota's defense last year was historically bad. Yeah. Like, historically. So I'm like, okay. Followed up with, okay, Lions had a top five offense. Minnesota was what? Top eight? I, I don't know what their offensive rank yes. was, but, like, you know. So it's like, they're so neck and neck. Yeah. So and it's hard because ways. you go, the Lions offense was number two in the league, but also because their defense was, was so, so bad, bad and they were letting people <laughs> score <laughs> that they had to yeah, keep we had up. Yeah, we had, like, the 30th defense ranked in the league until, until like, week 10. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think oh one team God. has a high ceiling right but because but like you don't know i think the coaching is pretty it's pretty like we could we could, we could be saying oh the lions defense is the secondary is awesome until like right. week five and they're the worst secondary in football and go oops we made a mistake right because we don't know right okay so we're gonna do three 
we're gonna do we're gonna do three flips of a coin. Oh okay? wow! Okay, right. I, I don't know. Tell me a better way to do this. Yeah, I want to put the Lions in, but everyone's just gonna accuse me of being biased because I think they are gonna win this division, and I think these these younger guys are gonna step up, and I think they're just gonna be a better team. Yeah, but. I can't discount the fact that you're still a 13-win Vikings team. You have the best wide receiver in football, and you put up a ton of points. Mm-hmm. I can't discount that. Do I think they? Do I think that they made better strides in the offseason? The Lions did. I really don't. I think they got worse. Mm-hmm. I really do think Minnesota got worse this year. But I can't full rod to say it's the Lions' division 100. Yeah. percent I can't do it. I can't either. So all right. So we're gonna go heads. Do you want that to be the Lions, or do you want that to be the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, tails never. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Okay. Flip a coin to see what side of the coin is. <laughs> okay, so we'll, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip this three times. So we're just going to say heads is Vikings because the Vikings have heads. And we're going to do the Lions because only the Lions have a tail in their mascot. Okay. Fair? Okay. Okay. And we're going to flip it three times so that we get a, like a clear and decisive. Two out of three. Yeah, yeah. two out of three, okay? Okay. First one was a heads. Okay. Second one was a heads. <laughs> Third one was a heads. No, it was not. Fourth one was a heads. Swear to God, I'm, I'm clicked it five times. Fifth one was a tails. All right, I guess we're going to go Minnesota. Yeah, we'll go Minnesota. All okay. right, that's fine. That is wild. <laughs> I flipped it Just mind. mathematically, that's just crazy. It would have been really funny if it liked in the simulator, it landed in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the point oh 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 one that it can flip in the middle. Right, no yeah. shit. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, we've got the NFC South Division rankings. We're previewing all in. Um, we're probably going to be doing, um, you know, probably more Lions check-in as well, coming off their second preseason game. So that'll be a lot of fun. So lots of stuff coming your way, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, though, he is the Merc, so Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>